for the first down and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. Roethlisberger looks, crosser, grab, he caught it, fights to the goal line, breaks the plane, touchdown Pittsburgh! That might win them the division! And the handoff to Tomlinson, left side, and he will gallop into the end zone! Charger fans are witnesses to history! To the Blitz Podcast, uh, got a little uh, late night version going on here, right after our first fucking NFL football game of the year and I mean I don't want to speak for you guys but personally I'm pretty fucking juiced but uh yeah I mean I'm happy to see the pigskin being thrown around can't lie Tyler what do you think man absolutely yeah man absolutely I mean it was a really close game you know throughout the first half pretty sloppy game honestly which oh, yeah. I mean I guess you expect it being the first game wasn't too many penalties though which uh I was very happy about it. I don't think there was one pass interference penalty, which is always good to see. No discrepancy in that regard. Um, but, yeah, nonetheless, you know, we're here on September 8th, and we finally got football back after about a, a five-month or seven-month <coughs> hiatus, excuse me. So uh, it, it's awesome that it's back. We had college football the last two weekends, and now we finally got NFL football. Got a little taste tonight, and looking forward to, obviously, Sunday and the rest of the season. Fuck yeah, man. Jaden, how's it feel to be back into the uh, swing of things, dude? Yeah, felt good. Hit a parlay. Ooh. Hit a little. Hit a little something. Start the season off. You gotta. You gotta do that. I don't remember the last time I did that last season, but also faced the Diggs Allen stack tonight. So you know, you take the good with the Hate bad. To see that some of us had the Diggs Allen stack. So <laughs> some. I mean, there's definitely a lot of fantasy takeaways yeah, I was from this game for sure. Uh, a lot of hitting the panic button on several several players for sure. Um, but Several yeah, Los Angeles Rams. Yes, yes, indeed. One of one of which may be on my Duck League team, which makes me very upset. But um, Gabe Davis, let's go, baby! I'm on board the hype train now. So, and if you can tell by our graphic, both those guys had a fucking fantastic night. Fan, but without further ado, let's dive into it. So, final score in this one. Uh, Bills kind of put it to them. It was a close game early, uh, tied through the first half, and then the Bills really just pulled away. Uh, Bills won 31 to 10. Uh, like you mentioned, Tyler, really sloppy start to the NFL season. Uh, totaled up to seven turnovers in this game. Stafford had three picks. He had seven sacks too, which is, I mean, he was just getting fucking harassed tonight. Uh, Josh Allen had two picks. Uh, Zach Moss and James Cook both had a fumble. So, yeah, a really sloppy start. <clears throat> I mean, I haven't seen an opening game with that many turnovers. I mean, there's an argument to be made that, like, you know, they're just getting into it. Like, it's the start of the season, yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, seven turnovers in the opening game, that's that's something different, you know. It's bizarre. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and like you said, it wasn't just one side. I mean, the Bills, in the first half, the Bills were – single-handedly keeping the Rams in the game like they were handing them possessions inside their own territory saying hey here you go try try and hang in the game with us we want to put at least some kind of a show on for the national audience uh, but once the Bills were able to not turn the ball over and maintain possession we saw what they were able to do I mean this team was you know the Super Bowl favorite going into the season and I don't think <laughs> that anybody's doubting them now um they, you know, they put on an absolute clinic on both sides of the ball I mean the defense looked 
ferocious. Mm. Um, you know, you talked about those seven sacks, and I think that that's the most that Stafford has faced as a Rams, um, as a, as the Rams quarterback. Um, and you know, as much as I want to sit here and talk about the Bills and how great they were, is this more about how good the Bills are or how bad the Rams are? Um, you know, that's my biggest question about this game. And and really and truly, it, it, talking about those sacks, this Rams line, man. I know that they lost Whitworth, and obviously he was getting old in age anyways, but, like, this O-line's got some problems, and, and we saw it on full display today. I mean, Von Miller had two sacks. Russo had a stack. Phillips, I think, had two as well. So, um, yeah, this this defense looks absolutely electric for the Bills, and they're even missing Tredavious White right now. Yeah, 100%. And you're going against one of the best offenses from last year's Super Bowl-winning offense, which is bizarre, you know, but they've got – major questions going in and uh, putting up 10 points in their return to football you know I knew it was going to be the Super Bowl hangover you know like I mean that happens very often I mean it happened with uh, the Bucks last year on Thursday night football but um but yeah crazy shit so sloppy starts the NFL season but like we said Josh Allen had a really solid game uh throws for 297 and three tuds uh, given Stephon Diggs eight catches and 122 yards and a tud. Um, he starts as a year out ball in. And then Gabe Davis, I mean, he looked a lot like what we saw at the end of the year last year. Four catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I mean, Gabe Davis, do you guys think this is going to be more of what we see? Like just the big bang plays from him all year? Either it's something we can count on? I don't know, dude. I mean... The guy's got six touchdowns his last three games dating back to the playoffs last year against the Chiefs and the Patriots, and he picked up right where he left off. Um, you know, I think there were some question marks about him taking on that number two receiver role this year, a guy that was really unproven for most of, if not all, the regular season last year, and now you're throwing him into this role. But, you know, he really capitalized on his opportunities. Josh Allen had two picks, but really, truly, I felt like the first one, McKenzie mm, yeah. screwed up on, and then Crowder ran a terrible route. Um, on the other one. So, uh, and both those slot receivers ended up making up, you know, Crowder and McKenzie. McKenzie had a touchdown. Crowder had some significant catches as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I thought Josh Allen looked absolutely electric. I mean, this guy's going to be top three in the MVP. I don't think it's a question as long as he stays healthy. Uh, and, and they're not scared to run the ball with him. No. We saw that in the second half. And the you know? Rams weren't afraid to give it to him on the other end. Like, they were like, right. if well, he's going to run, was- we're going to nail it. Like... Well, and that's what I was going to say is in the first half, you saw a lot of those five to 15 yard passes, not as much quarterback runs um, initiated in their offense. And then in the second half, those five and 15 yard passes opened up those deep balls. And we saw the deep ball to Gabe Davis and obviously the deep ball to, for a touchdown to, to Diggs as well. And not only that, but then they also on the running game, they decided to incorporate the quarterback run a lot more as well. And that's just something that's going to open their offense. I mean, having both those slot receivers plus Diggs, Plus Gabe Davis. I mean, they have a plethora of weapons. We didn't even see Dawson Knox tonight. I think he had yeah. one catch for five yards. So mm-hmm. that's another guy that that they can also utilize as well, especially down in the red zone. Yeah, and I mean, I think the only reason that we saw more of those design runs for Josh Allen in the second half was because they could not get the running game going like they thought they could. You know, like Devin Singletary, uh, they they rolled him out to start, and he's sing, single. Singletary looked a lot better than I expected him to. I mean, I thought this running game was going to be like putrid because 
for a good part of last season, it was. And then it kind of picked up right as we were hitting, like, December. But, I mean, with them drafting James Cook in the second round, you know, that kind of thinks to me, anyway, that they don't have a whole lot of faith in Singletary or Zach Moss. Um, and then James Cook comes out, and he's done for the night. So, James Cook, fantasy investors, I think you might have to wait a, you know, a little bit longer than you thought you were going to to have to cash in on that. Yeah. Because you might get, like, the Ramondre Stevenson treatment where he gets sat down for a few weeks. I thought that, like, well, not only they didn't expect James I, I was Cook also... to fumble in the first place, so I thought that they thought they well, were going to get him more involved, you know? Like, yeah, yeah obviously, no, no shit. Ideally. No shit. But, like, they, were, they thought he was going to be more involved, you know, obviously. So that's why I think Josh Allen was running more in the second half. Well, the other the other thing is the other guy that nobody talks about out of that backfield was Zach Moss, and he actually played pretty solid, I thought, in 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 the limited time that he got as the the, the secondary back to Singletary. I thought people thought that James Cook was going to take that role over, and then maybe even then some. Well, maybe that, like you said, Jaden, that's definitely going to be put on pause. And where does this put Zach Moss into that consideration? Does he have you know some deep league flex side uh, upside or flex upside? Maybe. I, I don't know. You know, it remains to be seen. But from what I saw tonight, I mean, he could get you seven, eight points in a PPR league um, on, on any given game, depending on what happens with the James Cook situation. I just know for a fact that Devin Singletary is not the guy. Like, it could be Zach Wilson. I don't Wilson's know. He's yeah. solid. I, I think by the end of the season, if James Cook is what, you know, what we thought he was going to be coming out of college, which is like, to a certain degree, it's like 70% of Dalvin Cook. Like, to like make a comparison like that when you put his name in there, it sounds more bad, of a receiving like, threat. He's like seventy percent, seventy percent of everything, running, receiving, size, mm. everything. He's like seventy-five percent of Dalvin Cook. And if you can get that by the end of the season, I think I think you're working with something there. But I just Devin Singletary and Zach Moss have had long enough to prove that they they've had plenty of opportunities, both of them, to prove that they're the guy, and they've yet to do it. And you know maybe I guess James Cook being drafted was what ultimately is going to do it for him but i i don't know i just i can't i don't see this backfield being fantasy viable at any point this season because i think it's always going to be either a two-headed or three-headed horse yeah it reminds me of the eagles backfield to be honest with sanders gainwell and boston scott and now you throw in trey sermon in there as well just don't want right exactly or the chiefs backfield for the longest time because of how explosive their offense was they didn't need the run game as much you know it's still it's still like that though i mean i don't think much yeah. has changed there i mean you can call edward delaire the bell count right now but are we really that certain that he's going to be the, the lead back but back to the james cook thing you know are we sure that he can be a bell cow back like he was never that in college and and are we sure that he's just going to come in and, and take over the reins and be a lead back i i don't know you know really and truly before the college football playoff he was a good back but i think he really boosted his stock in that college football playoff and made a name for himself. Yeah. And, and rightfully so. I mean, he had, he had an incredible college football playoff. But are we sure that he can just take the reins of a running back room? I just I know, know that, like, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss are, like, middle-of-the-road running backs, you know? Like, and I'll take a shot on a guy with J like James Cook who has more God-given talent than those guys, in my opinion. I, those guys are not it. I mean, Buffalo's been trying to make Singletary and Moss work for the past three or four years. It just... it. it won't work in my opinion but anyway yeah let's move on to uh the ram side of the ball uh, let's talk about fucking matthew stafford dude who really struggled coming back i mean there was 
lot of concern coming into his debut with the elbow, you know, like all signs on the Rams side were good. You know, they were like, he's going to be, he's better than ever. The surgery only helped him out. This did not look like Matt Stafford this night, eh, tonight. He threw for 240, one tud, three picks. Uh, Cooper Cup had a really nice night, continues to be fucking awesome. 13 catches, 128 yards, and a touchdown. Um, are you guys concerned about Matt Stafford going forward? I mean, that didn't look like the same. He looked like he was kind of like, he wasn't making, because Matthew Stafford's not the kind of guy that makes terrible decisions. And some of those balls that were thrown looked like terrible decision throws. But, like, I think maybe it was just it getting away from him on the throw. I don't know. I don't know. Though. I mean, to a certain degree, I think it's a multitude of things. I think, A, this is the guy who led the league in interceptions last year. Like, let's not forget that. He was the leader in interceptions last year, and it kind of gets put under the rug because they made the playoffs and they won the Super Bowl. I remember saying before the playoffs started, I was like, do I really think that Matt Stafford can give you four games where he doesn't, you know, give the ball away a lot? And ultimately he did, and thank God there wasn't a fifth game because this was it. And this would have been pretty rough if this happened in the playoffs, but... I'm going to say this as well. That and... Real, real oh, quick on, on anyway. that, and then I'll, I'll go right back to you. On that note, they're a dropped pick by the 49ers away from not even being in that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And what's Stafford's legacy if the 49ers make that pick and then go on to win that game, kick mm-hmm. a field goal and win that game? We're not talking about him as a quote-unquote possible Hall of Fame quarterback. We're talking about the same exact Matthew Stafford, and I think we saw some of those, like you said, some of those mistakes as far as who he is as a quarterback tonight. Um, and, and I'll pass it over to you because there's some other stuff that I want to dive into as well, but I, I know that you've got some some stuff brewing as well over there, Jaden. Yeah, and the other thing is what – comes to me is the offensive line this was this was a problem with them last year was this team just this doesn't have the offensive line that you would think of with a Super Bowl team and then they lose Andrew Whitworth who was phenomenal last year for them at what 40 years old um Joe Joseph Noteboom comes in he wasn't a big problem um but Rob Havenstein just got paid the other day he's probably their best offensive lineman but this interior is stripped bare and Logan Bruss, who was their first pick in this last draft, he was the third round pick goes down in training camp. He's done for the year. You got Coleman Shelton starting at right guard tonight. I I think this is going to be a problem for them. I just, I can't see. And especially if they continue to deal with injury issues, I mean, it doesn't get much worse than this on the interior. This is going to be kind of like what we talked about with KC a few years ago with Cincinnati last year, where it's just like, you know, how much can they do without having a dominant offensive line? And then what can they do in the running game if the offensive line isn't working? And if the running game isn't working, it's kind of hard to get the pass game working. So not a whole lot working in Matthew Stafford's favor tonight. But if I, again... It's week one, and it's very easy to react to the first game, the the island game, because that's all we can think yeah. about for the next three days. But, man, if, if this is going to be a problem in the future, you know, could could be pretty bad if they're trying Speaking to repeat. Of, yeah, yeah it could be it, it could be bad for the uh, for the Blitz Pod uh, division winner parlay Ooh. as well because we have the Rams winning the the <laughs> NFC West. Oh, yeah. which, after one game, it doesn't look. But we did have the Bills winning the AFC. I was about so. to say. 
we could have we we could have waited a day and probably got some really really <laughs> improved odds on the Rams. Yeah, if we really wanted to stick with that. Route. Absolutely, but um, no, you're totally right about the offensive line. And at the same time, as much as we want to talk negatively on the offensive line, I got to give some credit to the Bills and their pass rush. Ooh. I mean, Von Miller looked awesome we tonight too. A little, we were all a little bit hesitant about the Von Miller signing. You know, we were like, this guy's getting up there in age, like. You know, maybe he's got a year or two, maybe three at most, but like five years, like that's a long time. But man, the dude bought out. And what was the one need that they needed going into the offseason? Pass rush. And they went out and attacked it and they got it. Uh, and, and you're able to, you know, rotate like seven guys between three positions, uh, which is great. Ed Oliver was hurt a little bit tonight as well. So we'll see what happens there. But back to the whole Stafford thing. And, you know, we can talk about Stafford, but I want to talk about something else. We've been told throughout this guy's entire career that I'm about to get into, oh, it's a quarterback. Now that he has Stafford, yep. he's going to be great. Okay. Look at what he did with Robert Woods and what he did with Odell Beckham, hey, blah, blah, hey. blah. Where is Allen Robinson? Doesn't that guy exist. was non-existent tonight. And, I, and look, I'll give, Where was I'll give him the benefit of the – he was hanging out with another guy that we can talk about <laughs> in a minute. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt to say, you know, there's some <laughs> chemistry issues probably week one. But if you drafted – Allen Robinson in your fantasy league as your wide receiver three, maybe even wide receiver two, you got to start questioning yourself as to whether or not this is going to work out. Cooper Cup's going to be there. Cooper Cup's going to do his doing it two years in Cooper a row. Cup's going to do his thing. But is Allen Robinson really that good? I mean, seriously, he was getting drafted around Cortland Sutton area, and and we'll see what Cortland Sutton does. But as of right now, I'd much rather have Cortland Sutton for sure. I mean, I always thought it was a problem of game plan or making plays for Allen Robinson. It didn't seem like Matt Nagy had the intelligence level to get Allen Robinson to the level that we've seen Allen Robinson play at before. But I mean, now he's playing with Sean McVay. There's no excuse, dude. Like he should be getting open and getting the ball and he's not. Like I I'm slamming the panic button. Yeah, dude. I just I I cannot figure it out. Like I was all in on Allen Robinson last year, um, which obviously he didn't – I didn't realize how bad he was like because I had him for a little bit. He didn't score 11 points or more at any point last year, and he played in like 13 games. Like not once did he score over 11 points. But like I, I don't know. I, th I think we need to maybe not slam the panic button, but – if you, especially if you drafted him last year and then you signed yourself up for more torture this year, you're probably having a small heart attack right now because it it's not good. I mean, he got targeted twice and one of them was an end zone. At the you end, know, throw it up with 40 seconds left down 21. Like, and it's not like he just didn't see him. And this this contributes to my narrative that Matt Stafford is a bona fide racist. I I can't. I had Robert Woods last year. That's that's all there is to it. But, but Robert Woods and Odell Beckham still. Produced. I know that's the like, crazy Robert thing. Woods got injured. That that's what I'm getting at. Is like you seen what uh, the number two wide receiver does in a Sean McVay offense. Where where is the number two wide receiver? Or right even now? the is number three? Is it fucking Juju Atwell. Even number like, the is is it Skoronic? Yeah. Like I mean, Skoronic looked like ten times better than Allen Robinson tonight. You know. The other thing is, you know. Kyer Elam, Dane Jackson, and Christian Benford are not top-tier cornerbacks. Like, what happens if Allen Robinson goes against a really good number two cornerback? Like, 
I I would be a little bit or like a Tredavious White. I mean, like a, yeah, Trey White was out of the game. Now he would have. Let's say that would have happened. He would have probably. Yeah, I know, that's a, like, he would have probably been on he, um, Cooper Cup, but like maybe not. Cup. You know, you never know. They could just have him shadow Allen Robinson. Um, but the other part that we can get into is the running game. Yes. The Los Angeles Rams. Where was Cam yeah. Akers? And this we need to we need we need Mitchell we need Mitchell here for this. Like I. I know it's an Achilles injury, and it did happen. It's not like it happened the season before last, so then he came back. It happened in July of last year. So the timeline is kind of – but he's, it's, we're up to 14 months now. Like, I know Achilles are not like torn ACLs, and, you know, torn ACLs are becoming a little bit easier to come back from. But it's been 14 months, dude. And the fact that he was as ready as quick as he was means that he showed enough signs to be ready, whatever ready means – by the playoffs last and he even year. said so even people if, are going to see how healthy i am in game one like he came out and said that yeah even if he wasn't like 80 90 percent in the playoffs you should you've had enough time to get to 100 percent. and maybe this is a coaching thing maybe he's sean mcveigh's trying to ease him in a little bit more but for christ he carried the ball four times and, and if i'm and if times. i'm a cam Akers owner i would be i would have been nervous after the first series and been like What's oh, going obviously. on? Why isn't he even in the game? I, then, I would have been nervous when they when they did the introductions yeah. and Daryl Henderson's the and guy. Then, That's what I, I would have gotten. I, I mean, we went through the entire first quarter and then the, their <clears throat> possession carried over from the first quarter into the second quarter, and Henderson was still there. Then he finally got in, and I think he rushed two times for zero yards, three times maybe for zero yards. I mean, it was a even the carries that he got, even the carries that he got, he he didn't produce in, in the limited time that he had. So he did just get blown yeah, up I, at the I, line, though. Like I mean, for like two of those, yeah, yeah, and then maybe, but Daryl Henderson looked really good. Like it it wasn't the line didn't look great all night, but it felt like every time Daryl Henderson, Henderson yeah. was shot out of a cannon. Yep. Like he he felt like he was getting six mm-hmm. yards before he even got touched. Yeah, I'd be I'd be very nervous if I'm a, if if I'm depending on Allen Robinson to give me wide receiver fantasy points. And if I've got Cam Akers as my RB2, even flex, I'm I'm very nervous right now uh, as, as to what's going to transpire next week. Um, I'm not too sure who they play next week, but I, I would be very nervous uh, if I was any of their – either of their and, – And, yeah, I am a little nervous. But at the end of the day, this was an offense that at times last yeah. year supported four – Viable fantasy options in Cooper Cup, obviously, Robert Woods, and then later replaced immediately by Odell Beckham. Van Jefferson at points was viable, and Daryl Henderson. And then even if you want to throw Sonny Michelle in there for a few weeks at the end of the season, I started him yeah, multiple weeks. Just because he was going to get the work. So, I mean, and tonight, tonight it was only one guy. I mean, if you really want to count like Higby or Tyler Higby had ten targets tonight. And like, they Gerald Everett's is there. Uh, Jared Elbert, uh, they signed Gerald Everett in the offseason. No, he's he's in bro. He's what? Dude, I, LA yeah, I got up. got the other from LA. Yeah, what the Wrong LA. The good news, the good news for Allen Robinson and Cam Akers owners is that the Rams play the Falcons next week. Mm. So you better hope you get something out of that game because if you don't get something out of that game. Yeah, it's not pretty. What, it's not. What pretty. shocked me was like literally Daryl Henderson was in there for the receiving sets too. Like Cam Akers, a, yeah, a shit ton better yeah. in the receiving game, obviously. And he was Daryl Henderson was lining up out wide. 
And I was like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, they won't even take advantage of Cam Akers, like, in the situations that would make 100% you, uh, more sense to use them, you know? But, like, if you didn't want to use them between the tackles because Daryl Henderson is better, fine. But, like, when Daryl Henderson's lining up out wide, I'm like, holy shit, they just don't like Cam Akers. I mean, maybe it just doesn't get better than the point we saw him come back, you know? Like, maybe just, that's the ceiling. I'll, I'll ask I'll ask this final question. Um, what is your guys' panic meter for the Rams to make the playoffs right now? One through ten. Good question. It's it's like yeah. two, two, three. I mean, it's it's week one. Yeah. Super Bowl hangover. A little bit. Playing you got the, the ring Super Bowl tonight. Favorites. You're at home. Where you want? Where you won the Super Bowl, like the last time you played football, you were you were the last time you were in this stadium, there was confetti everywhere. Like it's it's a lot to take in again for the second time. Or not for the second time, but like, you know, yeah. for the first time since Are you Are we were concerned there. about Stafford's elbow at all? And Dude, yes, that's why I mentioned it. I am. A hundred percent I am. That didn't look like Matthew Stafford tonight, in my opinion. Like it just looked like some throws there got some away. Throws. Yeah, they just got away yeah. from him. Like it wasn't like a bad decision. Like they just like it was like where the fuck was that going? Like it got away from him. So like it makes me wonder if he can grip the grip the ball. Like okay, I mean Tommy John is not a good thing, not a good phrase to be thrown around, and that's what I've been hearing over and over again when it comes to Matt Stafford and the surgery he got. I'm concerned. I will say this: Does this? enhance any opinion about the bills or is this what you were expecting from the bills i mean i obviously i mean i picked the rams to win tonight so to say that this doesn't you know change my opinion on the bills would be a lie because i i didn't think they were gonna win tonight i thought that maybe we had gotten a little bit too mm-hmm. overhyped on the bills because we I think a lot of people tend to forget, dude, they were three and five at one point last year. Like they were struggling. We thought that they were going to miss the playoffs. Josh Allen looked terrible for like multiple weeks in a row. And then they kind of started to pick it up and then they got into the playoffs and then they beat the shit out of New England. And then they played in the craziest playoff game ever against Kansas City. And then they signed Von Miller and okay, they're the Super Bowl favorites. So, but hey, man, they, they backed the shit out of it up tonight. Um, I think they also, like I, like I was talking about with the Rams, I think they also might kind of have a problem with the offensive line. I know that it didn't really shine through tonight. Saffold got hurt. That, I think that reflects, <clears throat> I, yeah. And I mean, he was 35, 36 anyway. Like you're, you're, you're relying on a lot of, you're, you're relying on a lot of upside with a lot of these guys. Like you're really hoping a lot of things go right to have them give you consistent pass protection yeah. for Josh Allen. It's not like you, I mean, just as any team with a superstar back if he and obviously they have Aaron Donald but it's not like they went up against a super fierce like defensive line you know it's not right. Aaron Donald and Von Miller like it had like it was for the second half of last year they and that Bobby like Wagner saying, is that not reflects a lot Wagner the absolutely not that's what I you, noticed too they need they need to make they need to make another Von Miller type of trade at the deadline if they want to if they want to make another run at this because they don't have another guy next to Aaron Donald right now like they need another guy because rushing from the interior like that you're just not going to get the same amount of pressure without somebody attracting attention right. on the and outside. I'd say go out and get like Robert Quinn, but they mm. have no picks, so how are you going to get him? <laughs> I mean that would be an ideal fit. They've but... got I mean they've got they've got a third they've got something for this year i mean we're two years or no we are just a year removed damn it feels like so long ago since the staff i know 
but I'm, I'm sure they've got a second or third that they could lock. Because Chicago, Chicago is selling. Robert Quinn, yep. Selling Robert. I guarantee, like, Tennessee, I bet you they were slamming the phone to Tennessee like, hey, you, you guys need a pass rusher? I heard somebody got hurt today at practice. Speaking of. Robert Quinn does no service to Chicago right Speaking now. of uh, the Titans, that's who the Bills have next week on Monday Night Football. Um, that'll be their home opener at uh, in Orchard Park. The one thing I will say about the Bills <clears throat> we saw last year is this team always tended to play to their competition. It's going to be interesting this year when they go up against some of those inferior opponents if they're going to be able to beat up on them or are they going to once again play down to their competition. We've seen them play with the best of the best, but we've also seen them, like last year in the regular season, go to Jacksonville and lose against the Jags. Any given Sunday, I understand that. This is a team that is a favorite to win the Super Bowl, and they need to show that in every single game this season and not have those lapses that they've had in previous years. I feel like if they, like, and this is the last thing I'll say about it, like, I was really, I was more confident in the performance that I saw with Gabe Davis tonight in the Bills' offense going forward. Like, because of how well Gabe Davis did tonight. Because I didn't know whether or not he was going to be the legit, like, number two option. Like, I thought, like, it was going to be a lot more of Jameson Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie than we thought. I didn't. I didn't think it was a doubt that he would be the number two option. I just was worried well, about Well, a bona fide, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's what I'm saying. Real yeah. legit value. Because the last time we saw him, he had like a Hall of Fame Sanders performance. never had like legit value. Yeah, no, 100%. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like, if they if they can make Gabriel, if Gabriel Davis is a legit weapon, like, I know he had that game against the Chiefs that we all remember that was like fucking fantastic, but it's like, I wanted to see it. Eight, eight catches, 200 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, like, I wanted to see that, like, I wasn't fully bought in, but after tonight, like, I guess I'm all aboard the Gabe, eh, Gabe Davis hype train and the Buffalo Bills offense. We touched on it a little bit, but and, and underrated might be the wrong word. Underappreciated might be better. Is this guy, Mr. Stefan Diggs, underappreciated? Like, do we not give him the credit? Because do, do, why is he not in the same category as Jefferson or, or Jamar Chase? I was actually talking with my dad tonight. Like, he didn't move teams this offseason, like Devontae and Tyreek. And he's not 21 or 22, Jefferson. like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. And he also didn't get a new head coach that replaced the Stone Age head coach like Justin Jefferson did. And he's the other guy in that, like, nothing changed for the Bill. I mean, they lost Dable, but, I mean, how much does that affect him as a wide receiver? He didn't have any of the splashy, cool stuff happen this offseason, and, also, you know, he wasn't, wasn't a first he's round just pick. consistent. He's, you know. Practice squad guy. Yeah, wasn't a first-round pick. Fifth-rounder. Yeah, and he got moved from, you know, Minnesota was a, second, was a secondary receiver there for a little bit, and then comes to Buffalo, blows up, and he had all the hype behind him this time last year, but... I don't know. It just felt like last year, despite him being very good, could have been better. It felt like just could have been better. Yeah, last year, like it felt like you felt like you expected more. Like I had digs for a little bit, and I just always was mm-hmm. left wanting more from him, and I never got it. And maybe that, maybe that's what it is. And, and maybe, but, and like I said, I maybe, maybe underrated isn't the right word, but I think underappreciated is probably the better word because, like you said, I mean, this is a guy that still had like twelve or thirteen hundred yards last year. And maybe he didn't have any. I think he still had close to ten touchdowns as well. So he still had a, a wide receiver one season, and 
I know he's getting drafted in the top five as a wide receiver, but I don't think he gets that love that the other receivers in the top five get. And like you said, maybe it's because he didn't have any big offseason changes that, that were looming around him or he's not going into his second year expecting to burst onto the scene and make a name for himself or maybe not make a name for himself like Chase, but like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he, he doesn't have all of that, that flair, that sexiness that some of these other guys have. Yeah, I was about to say, and plus he doesn't have he doesn't have one outstanding skill like Tyree Kill has speed or Devontae Adams has route running. Like he doesn't have that one thing that makes him like stick out to every he's just really, really yeah, good. I, at I, I agree with that. But I think that, you know, in obviously one game, you know, sample size here, but like if this is anything what you can expect, even before the long touchdown, I mean he still had like I think seventy some yards, eight or nine catches already at that point. So um I, I think the, the guy is yeah. going to produce, and if you've got oh, him no. as your wide receiver one, you got to be happy with this performance, and I don't think that it's going to slow up. I mean, this is a, one of the best offenses, if not the best offense in football, yeah. and he's leading the receiving charge. And despite Josh Allen throwing two picks, he looked like an MVP quarterback tonight. And I absolutely I can't wait to talk about us. Perlitis. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's got that dog in him, dude. Straight up. Straight up. So, boys, we want to hop in for the uh, the picks this week? let's do it all right let's do it let's hop in so might as well uh share the results for um well we already posted it on instagram anyway but Jaden, you went rams as well as mitchell uh me and tyler both went wait yeah you went the bill or yeah you went the rams and then me and tyler went the bills so good shit there i believe the spread was uh minus three and a half right two and a half and it got down to one and a half right at kickoff mm. gotcha but yeah solid uh i'll take that i'll take a winner to start the year on the pick em. fuck yeah but let's dive into our next game and that is first game on slate nothing crazy it is the saints at the falcons let me check the spread real quick do to do i think it's five and a half saints and falcons is with a do 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 Yep, five and a half. Saints are favored by five and a half. So, I mean, I guess I'll go ahead with my pick first. I mean, shit, I'm going, uh, I'm going the Saints, and I'll take them. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we're not going to do spreads and money lines this year just because it takes way too much time. But if we have a spread that we really like, we'll let you know by saying, uh, saying a little phrase that we'll test out a little later. You know, you'll know when it comes around. But um, but yeah, I got the Saints in this one. Uh, what are you guys thinking? Yeah. Yeah, pretty easy. Give, yeah. give me New Orleans. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm going to go with the Saints as well. This was close to being my uh, my my pick of the week for spread purposes. I think that this team is is very good, top to bottom. I know people are going to talk their shit about Jameis, which is fine. But with the weapons that they've got, as long as Michael Thomas is healthy and Alvin Kamara doesn't get suspended. This team is electric. You throw in Chris Olave to that team, the defense is going to be stout. I know that they lost um, the the offensive lineman. I can't Penning. I know that they lost Penning, but I still think that this team is is very good top to bottom, and I think they're going to su surprise some people in the NFC South this year. I think that, and once again, back to our mm -hmm. division winner parlay that we have for the pod, we have the Saints win in the South as as one of our big upsets on the year. Um, so I'm I'm really high on the Saints and. This Falcons team is just in total rebuild mode right now. Nothing 
nothing flares out to me. Nothing really stands out. Kyle Pitts and Drake London are there, but outside of that, I mean, there's nothing that that you really like to see on the Falcon side. For sure, for sure. So we're all rocking Saints uh, in the game at the Falcons. So next game we got on the slate is the Niners with their new found quarterback Trey Lance finally being his team, and they're going into Chicago to play Justin Fields. Uh, I got the Niners here. The spread for this game is minus seven in the favor of the Niners. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Niners for sure. Uh, Jaden, what you got? <clears throat> yeah, I'm going Niners as well. Um, I think Chicago probably going to be one of the one or two worst teams in football. Um, so I'm not really worried, even though. You know, they're, um, I'm not yeah, really kind of similar with the Falcons in that regard. I think that's another team going through a total rebuild right now. Um, George Kittle not practicing kind of does concern me a little bit. I know Debo's got a lingering as the well. Old, the old George Kittle bumps and bruises every every year. He has like seven missed practices for like a bruised thigh, a nick on his elbow. Like it, it's and, and, and I expect him to I've be out to there. I'm not. I'm not saying that he won't be out there but yeah i think sanford wins this game dark horse to make the super bowl maybe even win the super bowl um for sure i i, I like san fran this year um I, I think that this defense is going to be stout and you know kyle shanahan's going to work his magic on the offensive side trey lance is having great chemistry with iu we saw what mm -hmm. debo can do mitchell's back in the backfield as well uh and then they've got one of the best tight ends as long as he's going to play on Sundays uh, as well. So I really like the 49ers. How many uh, how many games until we start to see the real Trey Lance what we're actually going to get out of him? Or do we never see it? Yeah. Definitely not this week. I'll say that much. Uh, you'll see a flash this. You'll see a flash. You'll see like a touchdown or something. Um, it's just going to be really it's going to be really hard for him to not three. succeed with Shanahan's off. Like, we we we, we. He's got yeah. Week so three, much they go to Denver. Talent. I think that's going to be his first. Next week, they get they have Seattle. <gasps> Excuse me. Next week, they have Seattle, uh, and then they go to Denver, and that'll be their first legitimate test. And we'll, we'll see what Trey Lance can do at that altitude. We know altitude affects people, especially <clears throat> rookies. That'll be a really good test. And that's going to be a really good game. Uh, looking looking ahead a little bit. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! All right, let's move on to our next game that we got, <clears throat> and it is we do have the very own uh, Jaden's very own. Akershore Pittsburgh Steelers uh, headed to the Super Bowl losing Cincinnati Bengals and coming off that Super Bowl loss I'm going with Cincy uh, they're favored by six and a half uh, I mean with Mitch starting the year yeah I really like Cincy they're going to be coming off pissed from last year they got a brand new team to show off brand new offensive line I like Cincy in this one but Jaden, give me, I mean, you get you got a little bit of an upset pick here, so I'll let you take the floor. I I do. I do, I'll take the black and yellow on this one. We don't we don't lose Super Bowls. We win Super Bowls. So I don't really understand this whole like Super Bowl loser. Like that's not really that's not really a term that I fully understand. Despite the fact that the only Super Bowl that I've experienced <laughs> was a Super Bowl loss. Didn't didn't really need to bring that something up. Something that I no. want to dwell on though. <laughs> Um, you were you were alive and you were yeah, alive when yeah, when yeah. the Bucks won. I was alive in 08. Yeah. I just wasn't. I was right. conscious, but I wasn't sports conscious. I like probably sports was were a new watching, concept, but I had yeah. no idea what I was watching. I was like five. Yeah, 
Yeah, it was it was something. But yeah, so we beat Buffalo in Week One last year. Um, I I think that that I think that the pass rush can get to Joe Burrow. There's a lot of newness on this offensive line. I don't think it's gonna click all right away. Um, did we match up well with Cincinnati last year? No, we did not. But we kind of got down in those games early. I don't think people understand. Like, I love Big Ben to death. He's probably, like, my favorite player of all time. But I don't think people understand how big of an upgrade Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett is to Big Ben. Like, he was legitimately terrible last year. Outside of what his knowledge was of the game, he provided virtually nothing to us in any aspect of football. Mitch Trubisky can move out of the pocket when need be. He can actually throw the ball more than 35 yards down the field. These are things that almost every other NFL team can do that we could not do last year. Um, I just, I don't know. It's a gut feel. And I'm going to pick the Steelers every week off of gut feel. So, <laughs> Good to know. So I, I've got the Bengals here, um, but I do think the Steelers cover the spread. Mm. Um, I, I think that this is a little bit closer, you know, probably a three or four point game. Rather than Always six is. and a half, and if you can, and if you can get that extra, if you can get that extra point or that half a point, excuse me, and get it to seven, do it uh, just to save yourself. Um, I will say this: I've been reading a lot, and I know there's been a lot of hype about this guy, but from what I've been reading, he's going to be going up against Eli Apple week week one, and I could see a pretty big game for George Pickens. Right oh, jeez. Um, I I think that he's going to overtake Chase Claypool. Uh, and I, from what I've yeah. read, been reading and from everything we saw in the preseason, he was the most targeted Steelers receiver, uh, even with all the first team work as well. So um, I think that he's going to have a, a uh, if, if this Steelers offense is going to put some points up, it's, it's going to be George Pickens. You're lucky I can't find it. Oh, dude, you can't find it? Fuck, motherfucker. Man. I can't find it. Oh, that stinks. Plus, he's a rookie that I think is going to jump on the scene. Oh, yeah. I do think, um, okay. I love George Pickens. Like, he was my number two receiver in this class. Um, and then we miraculously got him. And then he wear he wears my favorite number. Um, but the offensive rookie of the year picks, I just I can't see a world where that happens. I I really like the PFF put out their thing where like they were picking. They had two of six analysts pick George Pickens. Nobody else had the same pick except for the two guys that picked George Pickens. Like. He's good. He's really good. But can is he really going to be able to put up the numbers that it takes to win Offensive Rookie of the Year in this offense? Like, Deontay Johnson probably wouldn't have even won Rookie of the Year last year, and he's been in the league for three years. Like, I mean, not every year you have a Jamar Chase. Offense. Not every year do you have a Jamar Chase. I'll give you that. And this year you don't have a quarterback other than the one that's on our roster. And, you know, Brees Hall... Kenny Walker, the two running backs taken, they don't look like they're going to be their running back one for at least a few weeks into the season. So you're looking at like a guy like Damian Pierce. You're looking at a Sky Moore. Garrett Wilson's not even listed as the starter for the Jets right now. So uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't think it's all that. I think in like two years, if Kenny Pickett develops or we get another guy in there, I think George Pickens could really be an asset, but I, I don't see it right away. Fair enough. Production-wise. Maybe, like, PFF grades and shit like that, he'll do really well, but from a production standpoint. Hey, dude. I mean, props to you for keeping it fucking real. Let's go, man. 
dumbing down some of the George. Let's go dumbing down some of the George Pickens hype. But um, all right. So that's our uh, Pittsburgh Cincinnati picks. Also, dude, like, I mean, coming off of last year, diving into that secondary, ooh, that's gonna be a pretty matchup. Oh yeah, that's gonna for the Bengals receivers. <laughs> yeah, I tend to forget about that sometimes. You got, and I, I think that's got, best. You got Joe. Doesn't upset me if I don't. You think You got about uh, it. Joe Smith and uh, Bob. Just Bob on your secondary. Good luck with that, man. Joe Smith yep. and Bob. Might as well be. All right, let's dive into the uh, the next game we got on the slate. And the spicy one. We got some interaction. Uh, shit's on an interaction. For some people. Actually, uh, on the Instagram because of this, because of my take on this game. But it is the Eagles at the Lions. And I'll go ahead and make my case for the Lions first, I guess. I mean, get it out of the way. Get the spice out of the way. But... I am, in fact, being the only one picking the Lions in this game out of the Blitzpod members. And here's why, man. I, I'm i not a believer in the Eagles like everybody else is this year. Like, I don't think they're division winners. I don't think that Jalen Hurts is that guy. And I, like, I don't think this is going to be the beginning of a great, magical season for the Eagles. But I do think it's going to be – I mean, we were talking about on the hot takes – However, the Lions. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about on the hot takes episode. You know, they're gonna they're gonna win twelve games this year, and after losing so much, and I, I mean, like I said, I totally admit to falling in love with the Hard Knocks teams, but these dudes got like fine, like once they taste that winning, like even in the fucking preseason, they were like, this shit's like really good. I think they're gonna come out really hot for this game, and they're gonna want this is like a re, this is like a rebranding the Lions it feels like you know it's a year two of DC you brought in some young draft picks and the f- they need a rebrand yeah too. like they dude actually legit like a whole logo rebranding the whole not in yards but yeah I I think their jerseys are yeah bottom like bottom they're 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 yeah. trashed here I do not like them I'm not a fan but yeah I think they're gonna come out hot for this game I'm taking the Lions I like it a lot I think DeAndre Swift he's gonna start with fucking probably 200 all-purpose yards in this game. Because why not? I, dude, would love nothing yeah, more. I'm with it. But that's my case for the Lions. I, I have, Go ahead. I got the Eagle, I got the Eagles winning this game. Um, but I do think it's tough. I could see the Lions absolutely covering the spread of four. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I'm probably going to stay away from that. that but I, I, I do like the Eagles to win the game. Eagles are one of my dark horses to also make the Super Bowl. I think what this team did in the draft, what this team has done in the offseason, I think that this team is ready to roll. Um, I mean, I know there's some questions on the line, but I still think the line is one of the top lines, probably top 10, definitely top 15 oh, yeah, in I mean, football. Um, dude, you throw in AJ The offensive Brown. line? Yeah. It's like top three. I don't know if it's top three. Dude, Maialata and Lane Johnson are probably the best duo of tackles in the NFL. You got Jason Kelsey on the interior. And they've got like eight startable offensive linemen, which they have I don't depth, think any yes. NFL team can say. I, I know, yeah. I know that they've got depth, which obviously benefits them. Adding Jordan Davis definitely going to help him, help them. AJ Brown obviously adding him is only going to help. Bradbury adding him is going to help. This team is in win nail mode, and Kane's right there. You know, we don't, we haven't seen Jalen Hurts, you know, really step up and and, and produce at a high caliber winning level. And this is going to be the year. You know, this is going to be. <laughs> 
a year and we've talked about it we've seen this guy progress year in and year out you know from where he was at bama then going to oklahoma then what he's done in the nfl he continues to progress and the question is can he progress that much more and take that next step or is his talent capped at where it is um i think that they will i think that you know back to our pod division winner parlay we've got the eagles winning the, the nfc east and i don't think that that's far-fetched by any means i think that they should be the favorites to win this division to be honest Clearly, Kane did not have a decision in that pick, considering he just said, I do not think the Eagles I mean, like, I mean, I didn't disagree with that one as much. Like, I was like, okay, like, that's realistic. You know, I can rock with it. I mean, with the rest of the parlay. But, yeah, I don't think. I mean, who do you you think? You think the Cowboys win the the NFCs? It's either the boys or us, dude. I think. I mean, I I know that sounds. I know that sounds insane. I'm not about to get it on my soapbox here, but. My brother in Christ, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not even going to get into it, dude, but I think it's going to be the boys or us. I don't think it's going to be the Eagles. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Also, like... Independent of independent of quarterback, the Eagles probably have a top five roster yep. in the NFL. Just taking the quarterback I agree with And I hate the Eagles. Like, all my, all my friends I, know it. I, Every, I, anybody that knows me knows I do not like the Eagles. I've never liked the Eagles. 2017 NFC Championship game still has a bad taste in my mouth. But even oh, right, before right. that, I was never a fan of Donovan McNabb, Westbrook, Tio, all that crap. I, I hated Shady, all that. I hated the Eagles, and I still hate the Eagles. Maybe it's just the city. I just don't like Philly in general, and their fans are, are some of the worst uh, in football. Hey, man. Hey. But, yeah, they're passionate, but, man. Uh, Watch I, it. I, I, I like them this year. I, I do, and, and maybe – you know, maybe I'll have an emotional head cheer and they'll do shitty because I think they're doing going to do well this year. But everything that I see on paper, this team is going to be up there with the best in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, last thing I'll say about uh, Philly at Detroit specifically, I think this defense is heavy, underestimated for sure, and I think they're going to come out to play against a severely overestimated Eagles offense. So, all right. Let's hive into our next game that we got. And I am also alone on a fucking island for this one. It is the Pats at the Dolphins. Uh, you guys are all rocking with the Dolphins. I've got the Pats. The spread for this one is... Two and a half. Yeah, uh, th- I'm looking at Miami three and a half. But, I mean, two and a half, three and a half. Okay. Yeah, but same shit. It jumped up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. But, um... um yeah, I... I... I'm going to ask you this question real quick, Kane. If you're picking the Patriots, who's going to score? How how are they scoring points? Who's calling plays? Yeah, I mean... Turn my, turn my head up for this one. I'm sure I can hear him. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. More importantly, though, who's calling the plays? Is it the defensive coordinator? And, and, or the and let it be on record that this, is, this question... It, the 70-something-year-old defensive head coach. I mean, okay, so like, Johnu Smith. I mean, he's definitely a viable option. I know that that's a weird one to say first. I know. I mean, okay, obviously you start from the inside out. You got Mac Jones coming off a great year from last year, uh, kind of introduced to a new offense this past uh, off season with not really a true play caller, obviously. Um, but you've got some play i mean they said they went out two years ago and had one of the biggest free agencies we've ever seen i mean those guys are still on the team you know kendrick Bourne. i mean aguilar isn't it's kind yeah. of a problem though. yeah that's true but john smith apparently in camp was looking great <laughs> but okay my reason for picking i'm not i'm not gonna argue that 
not having a offensive mind calling offensive plays is a good thing. But I can't see Bill Belichick coming out in week one and losing to the Dolphins, dude. I just can't. I I can't see it. Like, that's how they yeah, end their season. no, 100%. But, like, I mean, that's been sitting in his mouth for any never used to lose to Miami, dude. So, and also, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for Mike McDaniel to get his feet under him. Uh, I Like, he's, this is... I mean, that's that's fair. I, there's a lot of newness in Miami. Like, pro- maybe more than any other team in the NFL other yeah. than, like, Denver, So, you think about it... The new quarterback. Like, there is yeah, a lot of newness you gotta think about it, like, it's Bill Belichick versus... If you think about it, Bill Belichick versus Mike McDaniel, I mean... Come on now, that's kind of my... My case for the pass this week is Bill Belichick is going to outspart Mike McDaniel, you know, in his first fucking NFL game as a head coach. God forbid. Yeah, I can't hear you, Tyler. Sorry, bro. I'm sure you got some spicy shit. I'll say this. I'll say this. If if they're going to score, it's going to have to be a revenge game for Devontae Parker. Oh, Devontae Parker. I forgot about He's like one of the only weapons. Him and Jacoby Myers are, are their two wideouts. I know Kendrick Bourne and I think Aguilar are still there. Hunter Henry's there as well. You've got a situation in the backfield that yeah, Tyquan Thornton he's out. You got a situation situation in the backfield that I don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, everybody's hyping up Andre Stevenson this year and saying that they're going to ship off Damian Harris. Who knows what's going to happen there? It's just it's not a good situation right now, and I think this team could average like. 15 14 points a game like it's not going to be a pretty season for this offense fair enough Jaden, you want to uh try to shit on my take for taking and, the pets? yeah 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 let me hear okay and in addition to the 14 15 points a game the secondary that uh a year's time ago was jonathan jones jc jackson stefan gilmore easily the best cornerback trio in the NFL has now been completely disbanded and it's Jonathan Jones. Um, Matt Judon is a fine pass rusher. I don't know. I mean, the other side is... I, I don't even know. I mean, I, I like Christian Barmore as much as the next guy, but he's an interior guy. I just... That's why in the hot take show, I was like, dude, dude, I don't see it from New England this year. I think this could be like a five-ish win team. Um, while we're on the topic of Miami... One of my favorite fantasy players, and I'm really pissed that I have not got to leave any of my drafts with him. Dude, Chase Edmonds. If Chase Edmonds can take over this role, and Mostert has a little problem staying in, I know that there's a little favor from him coming from San Francisco. Dude, Chase Edmonds could be a full three-down back in a offense that might run the ball a lot and they... might check down to a running back a lot. And where he was – I mean – Earlier, his ADP, when we drafted a couple weeks ago... I was going to say, ago, it ended like up being in the 70s or 80s, and if you're a Cam Akers owner, that's a guy that I would probably oh, yeah, target. Dude, I literally did that right after the game. I, yeah. Sam has Chase Edmonds in Duck League. I'm trying to snipe you on that, too. I've, I've, I've been working on Chase Edmonds. I mean, you like just follow the money, dude. Get... Like, I mean, they paid him to be the number one back. Yeah. Yeah, and so follow the why money. why wouldn't he be the number one back in an offense they're trying to build like a Ferrari? I mean, if you're going to build it like that, Chase Edmonds is the guy. You know, not the not the war-torn vet, uh, Raheem Mostert, who is also very fast. But, you know, he's not – consistency is not a word I'd use to describe Raheem Mostert. So. 
I'm really interested to see what your guys' uh, spread alert picks are because uh, we're almost halfway done these games and we haven't had one, so I'm really interested. <laughs> well, how about you guys? Can you guys uh, run some analysis for our next game on the slate while I take a restroom break? Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Ravens at the – excellent. So we got the – Jaden, we got the Ravens at the Jets. Um a lot of question marks right now going on in Baltimore with the Lamar Jackson contract situation. Um, a lot of question marks going on in New York with the quarterback situation as well. Um, Zach Wilson, I think they ruled him out the first four weeks of the season. So the reins have been given to Mr. Joe Flacco. A little Flacco revenge game maybe for the Jets. Um, I think the spreads is about seven, maybe seven and a half. Um, I've got the Ravens in this one. I have the Ravens as my Super Bowl pick. Um, I think that they're one of the best teams top to bottom. They're not going to have, I mean, knock on wood for the Ravens fans, but they're not going to have the injury uh, bug like they had last year. Uh, they're getting their offensive line back, throwing Morgan Moses to that offensive line as well. Um, the defense is going to be back. You throw in Marcus Williams into that defense. I really like this Ravens team. What do you got in this game? Um, yeah, I mean, this feels obvious. I'm taking Baltimore. As much as I'd love to see a 400-yard Joe Flacco fuck you game, um, I just I don't see it happening. This Baltimore team is very good. A um, lot of good signs. Ronnie Stanley's back at practice, practicing again, because it felt like every week was going to be, oh, Ronnie Stanley's coming back this week for like the last two years. And maybe, just maybe, he plays on Sunday. Um but Lamar's like, we got, we're about 24 hours away because he moved his deadline up from Sunday to this Friday. So no contract negotiations will happen. I don't know if there's a certain time. I, I don't know if you guys might be watching this on Saturday. Um, but Friday is the deadline. Again, don't know what time. But if it doesn't get done by tomorrow, it's not going to get done until the end of the season. And by then, we're probably looking at tags. And once things go to tags... I don't see things going overly well for either side because no one. Well, wants and to not go only to that, but it, it's like we've talked about. This I, is such a unique situation because he's his own agent, mm -hmm. so there's nobody to talk to outside of yeah. Lamar while the season's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Every everything everything that the team say to players or to, that say to agents that are like, oh yeah, but this guy's he's not a pocket and. Lamar has plenty of stuff to criticize about. Like if there's if there's one guy that you don't want to have representing himself, it's Lamar because the things that you traditionally define a quarterback as and you'd want to give that money to, he doesn't really do that well. And he's going to have to hear that from the people that have been time or, you know, so he thought. And I think that might drive a wedge between him and Did Baltimore. Did you all see Shannon Sharp say that he shouldn't play this year? Mm. I did not. I did not. Came out and said I wouldn't. I wouldn't step foot on that field. Shannon year. Sharp's been saying some fucking stupid shit lately. He's Shannon also... Sharp has been known to say yeah. a stupid you know, shit or two. Remember the time? Remember the time he called Julio Jones to ask him what he was doing, and he told him like an honest answer because he didn't think he was on like live fucking TV. Like that was. Yep, I that was that. Crazy. I think he said, "Who who you playing for?" What did he say? Like, who you playing for or something? And I th I think he said, "Like get me out of here." He was like, he was like, when he was in Atlanta. I think he was like, "You going back?" And he's like, "Hell no!" Like some shit like that. And I don't know, something like that. But yeah, Shannon Sharp. I'm not actually like. Yeah. I'll take that with a grain of salt. I completely take that with a grain of salt, that, dude. But um, yeah, I'll take Baltimore as well in this game. Uh, you guys. 
made made the points very clear. Um, I, I like Jaden said, I would love to see a Joe Flacco uh, game. fuck you game, but it's not going to happen here. Uh, interesting things to watch in this game: uh, the Jets' backfield, who takes over there. Uh, does Brees Hall really solidify himself as the number one back? And then also, oh, for real? Okay, all right. I, I'm a Brees Hall owner, and I'm a big Brees Hall believer, but I, I think I've had to temper my expectations with him. That's why I've I've made adjustments to be without Brees Hall as a starter for a few weeks. I just I don't think he's going to be ready yet. Um, I think he's significantly more talented than significantly. Michael I do think that he's going to win leagues Ew. later in the year. If you drafted him, if you drafted him, you might. Might not be winning leagues, but if you get to trade for him, you get to buy low in on him, he'll probably win you leagues because I think he is going to get that lead back role. Tyler, you look like you're itching to say something, dude. What? I, he, yeah, so I, anyway, I haven't, he I had Grease Hall. Where did I have him ranked? Like in the, in the, the you had 25? Him like in the shit tier. You had him like below, like, yeah, which I don't think it's that egregious now. It, it actually looks like it might be a, a decent prediction as we're looking right now. I have said, I said it on our hot take episode. That um, I well I, I might not have, but this is one of my hot takes that I've been hot on is Damian Pierce is going to have a better season. Ooh, Damian Pierce is going to have a better season than Brees Hall. That's not you know, not, not anymore. anymore. When when, when I typed that in, say, it was tell tell somebody say that <laughs> exactly. two months ago. Just claim you said it two months ago, and you'll be straight. It's it's like Kane said though. It's a muddled backfield yeah. right now, and shit. If I'm an owner, if I'm a Brees Hall owner, yeah, I'm I'm not liking the news that I've been reading. But I, I, I will say this does feel very Jamar Chase can't see the football because there's no stripes on it esque, mm. where he's like, I'm having a little trouble getting caught up to the NFL game, blah, 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 blah. It's training camp. Now, do I think that he's going to go out and get an 80% snap share on Sunday? Absolutely not. But I, I do think that he is very talented, and I think that eventually that will prevail because the Jets – I mean, once Zach Wilson's back, they're they're ready to go. They want to win games now. They might not, but they want to. Like they've they made all these moves. They've drafted all Who these players. They, they want to try and win. So I think they're going to try and. Who put says they can't win games with uh, Joe Flacco, franchise quarterback? Uh, we we just uh, said that franchise. Go go ask particular go ask games. Like I mean, the Ravens is a tough draw, you know. But all right, let's. All right, let's move on to the next game we got, and that is a fun one. It's uh, the Jags at the Toilet Bowl FedEx Field, where the Washington Commanders play. Dun dun dun. Uh, but yeah, I got the I got the commies, and Jaden. I don't know who you're rocking with because it says one thing on the graphic, one thing on the spreadsheet. Yeah. I switched up. Oh, I switched fuck. up on the graphic. So you just went it. Wow. Okay. I think it's ridiculous that you all three went to fucking Jags because they're not, you know, Washington's favored by two and a half, three and a half, and they're at home. Three and a half. Yeah. I mean, that's like, that's fucking like egregious, bro. Like, they're, gee, not one of you picked the skins. Like, literally, I feel like that's just blatant disrespect. You know, like, they're going to come out hot, dude. At a, at a certain point, it was. I I did want. I do think Jacksonville is going to win this game, but I probably wouldn't have changed my pick if it Thanks, wasn't. Dude, I'm like glad I would have cleared that up. With it. Also, I I I changed I changed my Rams pick, and I was like, you know what? I think I want to change Jacksonville too. So, 
I, I think that Jacksonville is going to be yeah. solid to start the season. I think that – I think Trevor Lawrence, he's weeded out the – literally, like, I mean, it's been talked about at great length. He was in the worst scenario that any rookie quarterback could have walked into probably ever. And, yeah, it didn't look great, but it wasn't the worst thing ever. It was – Probably still better than every quarterback last year, except for Mac Jones. And I was going to you know, say, there's another rookie Davis quarterback Mills in his division in that was turned into a worse situation. Christ. No, dude, Urban Meyer, add that on. No. Um, but I think he's going to be able to take care of the ball a lot better this year. Um, one prop that I've seen floating around a lot is Trevor Lawrence under a half interception this week. Um, because Washington... Not really the type of team to take the ball away through interceptions. They don't have, like, ball hawks on that back end there. And Doug Peterson in uh, Carson Wentz's second year with Doug Peterson, he only had seven interceptions. So, uh-huh. I was going to say, that's that's you know, the interesting storyline in this game is but, Doug Peterson against yeah, Carson Yeah, Carson Wentz, Wentz revenge game? Like, come on now. Yeah. Like, who's not yeah. taking the... <laughs> Doug Peterson okay. revenge game? Yeah, <laughs> I like I like I like the Jags in this game. I think you know the the question that I'm going to have for your, your Redskins, and yeah, I'm going to call them that all freaking year. I do not care. I'm going to continue calling them the Redskins. Yeah, wow. balls. The question I balls on the fucking is, table, dude. Oof. Damn right, they, that's who they are, and I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna stick with them. I'm so intimidated um, right now. The question that I have is, what defense is going to show this year? Is it the one from last year? Or is it one from 2020 that was? pretty stout defense in 2020 and and that's my biggest question for you and chase young's already hurt yeah he's already hurt ish how i mean how i i would not be all that confident if i were you going into this season i there's just so many question marks and and i understand that like john dotson has been great so far from what i've seen and maybe him and terry turn into a dynamic duo but like i'm i'm not a carson wentz believer I'm going to go ahead and tell you that right now. Make me eat my words. Oh, but you're just now. Just now. Yeah, just Tyler's now. You're telling me that you're not a Carson Wentz believer. Thank God. Thank God. Well, I think – I. okay. So let me, let me tell you this because I think there was a point in time last year, I think it was after the Colts went to Arizona and beat Arizona that people were talking about them as a dark horse Super Bowl candidate and Carson Wentz as – holy moly maybe Carson Wentz is the real deal and then we saw what he did down the stretch he just can't I just I don't think he can win clutch games when when your nuts are on the table and you got to win a game I don't want Carson Wentz as my quarterback and that's coming from a guy that has Kirk Cousins as his quarterback I like Trevor Lawrence a lot better than I like Carson Wentz and I'm going to go with that in this game you asked a question about the defense obviously the return to Chase Young is huge for us I mean you mentioned he's a little banged up but he will be back and also we have an actual professional NFL quarterback that plays at a high level playing for the first time in Washington since since Kirk Cousins. Sometimes. Since Kirk Cousins. I mean, we played at, Alex Smith played at a high level, but this is the first time that we've really had a real quarterback since Kirk Cousins. So, I think we're going to be juice and also like you mentioned the defense. I feel like the defense is the past couple of years They've, and especially last year, they just didn't feel like they had the help. So it was like just a helpless effort on the fucking defensive side all the time. And especially when Chase Young went out, it was a joke, you know? So, like, we didn't have any firepower on the other side. But, like, I feel like now that we've got some we've got some dogs on the offensive side that actually scare 
the opponent's defense, and especially a defense like the Jacks, dude. Come on. Come on now. What's your guys' offensive line looking like this year? Slightly worse. I mean, obviously Brandon Sheriff. Where, where, I was going to say, where did, where did your best offensive lineman go? Mm-hmm. All, all the names, all the names on Washington's offensive line are like low-profile names. They always grade out better in PFF. What makes than you say? Should. What makes you say so, that, bro? I know that, like, like what makes you past. say that? I do think. Hold on, hold on. I, I heard something about it's like something with the way that they grade and how your offensive line is like schemed up, and it always Fuck grades you. really well. But Charles Leno, I think, is one of the most underrated players in the NFL. So I'll grant you that much. Um, plus, I think your defense is always going to, obviously, it's going to play well when it has an easy schedule, but when it doesn't, it's going to get shit on. And I'm fairly certain I, don't you guys have like a really easy schedule this year? I think you guys are like towards like the entire, I saw, I think I saw like the entire NFC East is like in the bottom four. Um, so, you know, maybe the defense does return to that 2020 form that ended up bringing with the playoffs. It's just, is Carson Wentz going to throw those games away that Taylor Heineke game managed and Ryan Fitzpatrick game managed? Or who was your quarterback then? It was, it was uh, Alex Heineke, Smith. Was it? it was the, the. Was it Fitzpatrick? The amputee. No, yeah, it was old. <laughs> it was old legged Jesus Christ. Comeback player of the year, Alex Smith. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that guy. That's Big Ben's <laughs> award. I don't give a fuck. Dude almost that lost his Big Ben's award. Dude, he almost died. Fell off at the end of the season. I don't give a fuck. It's about he Big Ben didn't play the year before. Alex Smith didn't play the year before. Big Ben Bro, outplayed two his different. ass all year. Alex was fucking terrible. He came back from Big a, Ben's award. From a fuck his leg. more of a hole. He was on the borderline of shit. death, man. I'm Team Alex Smith. You're not going to convince me otherwise. <laughs> I don't, Jesus. I don't Christ. care. I don't care. Right. That is Big Ben's on. award. The hot takes Big 2022. Should have saved that for the last episode. Should have saved that. The Redskins play the NFC North and the AFC South, which is why their schedule's pretty easy. Which is um, why Colts will win Colts, the division. Titans, Jags. Texans, Lions, Bears, Vikings, uh, Packers. That's who you're getting. That's why we'll win the division. Every other team in your division has their opponent. You know, that I was... <laughs> I was just... <laughs> I was just about to say, Kane, you do realize how the NFL schedule <laughs> And you get the Browns with Deshaun back. Oh, yeah. dearie. It is what it does, man. But, all right, yeah, I'm rocking with the skins in this one, for sure. And I think it's, like, I personally feel attacked that each of you went the Jags. But, fuck you. Uh, take the bird uh, right up the ass. And let's move on to the uh, next game that we got on the plate. Wow. And that is the... Real quick. Yeah, dude. Real quick. Hold on, hold on, real take quick. Take um, the ass. I think we're at, like, an hour ten right now. So we should try and rip through these, because I know we're still going to have to get to, like superlatives and stuff yeah for sure all right let's rock to uh the baker mayfield revenge game which is the browns rocking it with jacoby set uh without deshaun watson spread alert oh here we go here we go coming across the wire uh but yeah so 
Baker Revenge game uh, at Carolina. Uh, the spread in this one is dude, dude, even. Dude, it's even. I got an even spread, but I got an even spread. spread what alert. you got, Tyler? Um, yeah, I, last I saw it was actually, I think, one and a half for two uh, for the Panthers. And yes, that is going to be my favorite bet on the card. I was flirting between that and another game that's later on, but this is I will, t and it's like I commented, I will take a Baker revenge game all day, every day, twice on Sunday. There is no reason that this team should not win this game. Um, it, Baker's healthy now, and I think we're going to see a different Baker Mayfield this year than what we saw last year when he got all kinds of shit on. Uh, and, and I think he's got some decent weapons, you know, with McCaffrey and DJ Moore there. I think he's going to be able to utilize those. Who knows what's going to happen with Robbie Anderson or um, LaVisca or I think Terrace Marshall's there as well. Um, but in their defense, their defense is pretty freaking stout. It, it's one of the more underrated defenses, I think, in all of football. Uh, I know the Browns have a good defense. They've got some names. But I, I just think in a Baker revenge game, I got the Panthers. Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, Carolina is one of those teams that we talk about that is like the Eagles. Like, their roster is really well put together outside of the quarterback position. But now they have a quarterback who's better than Sam Darnold and better than Teddy Bridgewater. So, yeah. This is also a team that started 3-0 and last year. I know it was a pretty cake schedule that they had in their first three games, but they did nonetheless start 3-0 and in the NFL. Like, I know the wheels kind of <sighs> fell off, but, you know, J.C. Horn got hurt. And uh, obviously McCaffrey got hurt, which kind of derailed their season. And the quarterback play was not great from Darnold. But, you know, they've, they've won games in the past. Also, that's a question. That's a question I want to ask. So when do we think that the last undefeated team goes down? Do you think we see 4-0, 5-0, 6-0? Just like purely off of gut feel. Because, like, I think what was last year, the last team was the, the Cardinals Packers. at 7-0, right? Yeah. Yeah. They were the last one. I can't remember who Steelers. it was. Oh, the year before it was uh Yeah, until you lost guys. it. Who'd you guys I... lose to end that streak? Smile. Hey. The fucking cripple your oh. fucking Too bad. peg leg. Okay. All right. That's fantastic. Thank you for your contribution. But um. But yeah. yeah. What you got? I think. Yeah. I think. I, I real quick on that question. I think that if the <laughs> Bills can get by the Ravens, I, even though they do have a tough schedule, and I know it's one game sample size, I could see them ripping off six and zero, maybe seven and zero. I don't know. I gotta look at the schedules, man. Like I gotta have. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. I know I, I did kind of pitch you that question without any like Yeah, I haven't really dove into it way to I haven't really dove it. into it too much. Um I I don't know who else has got like a pretty easy cake schedule right at the beginning. I know San Fran has Chicago and then Seattle, but then they go to Denver. Don't know what's gonna happen there. Um and then obviously the Rams can't. We're looking at the Bucks schedule. They've got some tough games early on. Uh, they play the Chiefs. Who knows what's the Chiefs have got a pretty tough schedule as well. So I don't know. It, 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 I'd have to really dive into that and look into it. But like I said, one game sample size. I'm going to take the Bills. Why not? <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right. And uh, with Cleveland, Carolina, we're all rocking Carolina. Uh, but spread alert. Except for Mitchell. Spread alert. Yeah, except for Mitch. Yep, he's got Cleveland. Don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but yeah, let's move on to the next game we got. And that is the Colts at the Texans. And you're goddamn right I didn't pick the rest of the group. 
I want the Texans in this one, man. I think Davis. I think Davis Mills. You know, coming with his second year as this being his team, I think you know he's got the confidence of an NFL quarterback now. And you've got Damian Pierce, all the hype on him. That's gonna look awesome. And I like. I think this Houston defense is going to be a lot better than people give it credit for. I mean, Lovey Smith has had a decent track record with good defenses, man. And I also think that this, yeah, my problem. They, I, don't have a good they do not have a good defense built for Lovey Smith's scheme. But I don't think that Jonathan Taylor is going to run all over or offense Houston's defense, dude. I don't think it's going to happen. So if that doesn't happen, Matt Ryan's going to be forced to throw the ball. A little bit, at least, and I think Davis. I probably take a Davis Mills over Matt Ryan right now. Ooh, yeah. hot take. Mm-hmm. That means you're technically taking Davis Mills over How's Carson that? Wentz because the Colts traded away Carson Wentz because he was so terrible last year, and then acquired Matt Ryan in what is perceived by most of the NFL community as an upgrade. The one thing I'll say with this game is, you know, we're talking about all these uh, new faces or yeah, old face, new place type of thing. And the chemistry might be a little bit off in that first game with Matt Ryan to his targets, really, really hoping for a big year from Alec Pierce. Um, but, and what targets, by I, the way, I still have the Michael Pittman. I, I, I and yeah, that's I mean, it. Michael, Alec Pierce, Paris Campbell. We'll see what happens. Um, but I will say I I do think that the Texans could cover this spread. I just think the Colts have too much on both sides of the ball uh, to lose this game. Jaden, what you got, man? Oh no, I, I'm I'm with that. I just I think Jonathan Taylor is actually going to run rampant. Um, that's kind of what Jonathan Taylor does against bad teams. That's what Derrick Henry did against bad teams for a while. Um, I just, the Texans don't have enough on offense or defense or special teams to hang with the Colts here. <laughs> Thanks for that, that beautiful explanation. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Brandon Cooks also, Brandon Cooks' hype season starts it starts now. Probably goes double-digit Dude, catches. I love Brandon Cooks. It hurt, it hurt, it hurt me to have to give him up Ooh. in a deal. It, you know who it, else is a sleeper? You know who else is a sleeper this year that I think could burst on the scene? You're talking about that guy in his second year making a jump is Nico Collins. Don't sleep on Nico mm-hmm. Collins, the second-year receiver out of Michigan. I think he could have a very, very good fantasy season. You know, top maybe top 30 wide receiver when it's all said and done. Also, I mean, I mentioned it in the Instagram. Uh, this is week one. Keep in mind, uh, crazy shit always happens. Teams always beat teams that they shouldn't beat. And if it's gonna be, if it's gonna happen, it's gonna be week one. You know, like week one is always. The only problem is you had all of the crazy shit. Happen. Had all of the crazy shit. One of them's one of them's bound to happen. The only yeah. shooter shit. Yeah, only shooter shoot, shit. Man. Yeah, the only crazy shit that you didn't pick was Chicago beating San Francisco. I mean, the Giants and Tennessee. Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore and the Jets. Yeah, Baltimore and the Jets. Uh, New Orleans, Atlanta, Cleveland, Carolina, uh, San Fran. Pittsburgh, I mean, or no, San Francisco. Hey, oh, hey, I was about to say there, right, jackass. <laughs> Fuck you. But yeah, Kansas City, and I also picked Cincinnati. I mean, I'm not that, I'm not that off my horse, you know. But 
Alright, but... Oh, I'm excited for the next yeah, one. Yeah, dude. Hold on, let me get down on my Google sheet here. But yeah, um, <clears throat> let's move on to the next game we got on the slate, and that is the Giants at the Titans. And Tyler, I'll let you take the floor, man. You you try to convince us. Um, So this was almost my spread alert pick of the week. Um, But I, I, I like Carolina a little bit better. Um, I, I love the Giants in this game. Uh, I am not sold on this Titans team. I said it when we were talking about the hot takes. I think this team ends up winning like anywhere from five to seven games. I don't see them over seven. Uh, and I think it starts out with, one with the loss. I think this defense is the defense is extremely overrated. I'm not sold on Tannehill. As long as you suffocate and, and put maybe nine in the box. I know that sounds crazy, but if you're putting nine in the box, um, I think that you're able to stop Derrick Henry. And I think that Mr. Saquon Barkley is going to have a hell of a season. Uh, I've got him as my start for the week on the running back side, uh, and I think he's going to run absolutely wild with 150-plus uh, receiving and rushing yards uh, in this game. Uh, I love Kadarius Tony. I think that he's going to have a very big season as well. And nobody's talked about Daniel Jones this offseason. It hasn't been good. It hasn't been bad. Nobody's really talked about him. He's just kind of floated into another season, and here we are again. But don't forget, I just Mr. feel like Brian he's been Daniel Jones. there now. But Mr. Brian Dable's there, and maybe finally he has a coach that he can work with that ends up getting him clicking on all cylinders. They beefed up the line. Um, they drafted Neil uh, this past offseason. Andrew Thomas is still there. I know he, he had his moments where he was good and bad, um, but I, I think that this team is just better than the Titans, and you're going to give me five and a half? I'll take that any day. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I do like the spread. I mean, five and a half, I... That's attractive. I probably wouldn't take it, but it's attractive for sure. Um, I think, I mean, he's got a new, uh, Tannehill's got a new set of toys to play with, too. I mean, he's got Robert Woods. That'll be interesting to watch how that goes down. Um, and then, I mean, outside of Robert Woods, it's... Traylon Burks. Yeah, Traylon Burks, 100%. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure yep. The guy they supposedly is supposed to replace A.J. Brown. But he's got a new set of toys to play with. And if that doesn't work out, you got a guy called Derrick Henry in the backfield who will and can run all over a Giants defense. So, yeah, I'm rocking with Tennessee here. Jaden? Yeah, as am I. I just – I don't see it from New York. Um, I just – and honestly, I don't see it from Daniel Jones either. I just like what you're saying about how you they maybe have an offensive coordinator that can get it working on all cylinders. What does Daniel Jones even like look like if he's working on all cylinders? Like, what's the ceiling for Daniel Jones? Like, is it Derek Carr? Is it like Kirk? Kirk. Joe Bur Like, what is it? Kirk Cousins? Like, what? What is the ceiling there? Like, and how excited can you be about Kirk Cousins leading this offense? Like, Kadarius Tony's fun, but he misses four out of five practices a week. Um, Saquon has some terrible injury luck. Kenny Galladay can't separate from anybody, and he's getting paid $80 million. I, I don't yeah. know. Like, it just – it doesn't feel right with this Giants team. I think there's a solid chance – I mean, they could be picking one, number one overall next year. Like, that's not crazy to say. I, I'll say this with my pick. I think it's more of me picking against the Titans than it is me picking – for the Giants, uh, okay. I'm just not sold. On, I'm just that. not sold on this team whatsoever. Okay, fair. fair. And let me ask you one one last question in regards to the Titans. I said it in the hot takes, and I'll propose this question: How many games, if any, do you think Malik Willis starts this year? Yeah, 
Zero. I mean, he looked so ill prepared. I mean, I mean maybe that let's, would... let's say something crazy happens and they're like locked into a playoff spot. Then maybe they sit Tannehill and see what they've got from Malik Willis. But I don't think it'll be like a oh we're benching Ryan Tannehill for Malik. I mean, there who's the other backup QB they've got over there? I think it's Woodhead, Woodstock, something like. What's Woodside? Yeah, Woodside. 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 I mean, he was getting reps over Malik Willis, and all reports point to him being the quarterback too. So if they were to steer away from Ryan Tannehill, I don't think Malik Willis would even be the option right now. If if they don't get this game, there's a very real possibility this team starts 0-4. Because after this, they go to Buffalo, then they've got the Raiders, and then they go at Indianapolis. Good Lord. That's something. This is almost... I never call them week one's must-win, but... Yeah. No. This one's up there. I will say, if the Giants' offense is all of a sudden going to magically figure out how to use all those great pieces that they got, like Kenny Galladay, who they paid a shit ton of money for, and Kateri Stoney, who they drafted in the first round, and Saquon Barkley, who they drafted in the first round. If this offense is all of a sudden going to work, I don't think it's going to be against a Titans defense who Mike Vrabel has had playing at an elite level. So. But, Bud Dupree is their sole pass rusher, and the next guy is a guy that play, has played 300 <sighs> career snaps. So, I mean, it's, it's Harold How about Landry's Jeffrey not Simmons? like the most Jeffrey impressive Simmons, pass rusher in the world. Now. But he's... Don't sleep. Jeff, Jeffrey Simmons is fat. Yeah, he plays okay, from the inside. But he, yeah, okay. Fair. Interior. Yeah. And, I mean, Harold Landry, like I said, he might not be the most impressive pass rusher, but he's played 3,000 snaps over the last three years. It's hard to replace that kind of production from a guy. And, like I said, he's not going to always get the pressures, but he finishes plays a lot, and that's how he gets the production that he does sack-wise. And they just, they're not going to have that, and that's going to hurt Bud Dupree, too, because for his entire career, Bud Dupree has been, the only success that Bud Dupree has has been as a secondary edge rusher. He only came on as TJ began to come on, and then, once he was done in Pittsburgh, he was went and been a secondary pass rusher to Harold Landry, to which he even had little success doing that. So uh, be kind of interested to see him be a primary pass rusher for the first time since he was a bust in Pittsburgh. <laughs> All right, gang, let's roll through these uh, last five games that we got on the slate of our first fucking week of NFL football. And it's a good one that we got up next to talk about, and that is the Green Bay Packers, the uh, ayahuasca taken... Uh, acid tripping MVP winning quarterback Aaron Rodgers going up against Tyler North. Yeah, ayahuasca taken, taken, dude. Um, but he's going up against Tyler North's very own Minnesota Vikings as he reps the jersey. So go ahead and hit it. Hit us with it, bro. Hit us with it. I'm, I'm, the more and more the season builds up, the more and more optimistic I'm getting, which is a very scary thing. Um, I'm, uh, yes, I is. think not only we win this game, um, but I do think we win the division. Uh, that was a pod parlay pick as well uh, for a division winner was the Vikings. That was one of our other long shots uh, to, to win their division. I wouldn't say long shots, but definitely um, the second fiddle to the Packers. Um, we're home. That's number one. The crowd's going to be absolutely electric at U.S. Bank. Debut of Kevin O'Connell. I think we're going to come out firing, clicking on all cylinders. Jefferson's going to pick up right where he left off. Um, the guy to watch, and I think he's going to have a big game, is Irv Smith Jr. 
I know he's questionable right now, but he's anticipating playing. I think this is going to be a complete difference maker for the Vikings this year because Kyle Rudolph was there, but after like year five or six of Rudolph, we haven't really had a tight end play. And Irv Smith can do so many things in both the running and the passing game that I think it makes the biggest difference in the world for Kirk Cousins. Um, Dalvin's obviously there as well. You've got Madison. The defense has got some question marks, but you know, you bring in a guy like Hicks, you draft a guy like Andrew Booth and Lewis Sign. I think that they've made some very seen seen sign, same thing. <laughs> um, you make you make some improvements on the defensive side of the ball, which was a big question mark. Uh, you bring in Phillips from Buffalo as well to, to shore up some somewhat of that interior defense. He signs Darius Smith, who's already said he's coming for blood in this first game. And and I think we go out and we kick some fucking ass in this first week against this shit Packers team. Yeah, no, 100%. And honestly, like, I think you might have some good points, dude. Like, I know. I took the Packers, and honestly, I might start to be – I'll rock with the Packers still, but if you can get the spread past one and a half – this will be my spread alert yeah this will be my spread alert because aaron Rodgers historically does not do well to start the season i mean it's he really struggles i mean we've last year he they lost like 38 nothing to the saints in week one yeah exactly and i mean a couple years back we had the r-e-l-a-x relax yeah Exactly. So he always struggles to start the season and he's had less weapons and more inexperienced receivers than he has in very many years in Green Bay. So, I mean, if it's going to... He's got no chemistry with these guys. Mm-hmm. He's got your boy, Romeo. What happened to that, huh? I mean, I mean it'll yeah, take... He's there. Yeah, it'll take a minute. It'll take a minute. It won't happen in game but for, one. But, but for, for for a Viking secondary that's got Cam Dancer, Pat Pete, and, and now Andrew Booth, what better of an opportunity? I know you're going against Rodgers, but like as a wide receiver core, what a better way to start the season against arguably one of, if not the worst wide receiver core in the entire league. Um, and that can only boost their confidence moving forward, I feel. Rodgers is going to be there. I don't, you know, I'm not going to say anything bad about him. He's an incredible quarterback, but not having Devontae Adams just makes Vikings fans salivate for once. We don't have to worry about Adams. The running game is great for the Packers. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, and in our run game, our defensive run game isn't the best, but I still think we're going to do enough on the offensive side of the ball that we're going to be able to, funny enough, score more points than the Packers. Yeah, but what's your take on this game, Jaden? Um, well, obviously I've got Green Bay. Um, I like Minnesota moving forward. I just, I this is this is a gut feel game. Um, I think that Aaron Rodgers does know that he doesn't really start seasons well obviously Aaron Rodgers wants to win every game as is every NFL player but I think that he's there's been a lot of talk about him this offseason obviously he doesn't have Tay anymore um I think I think these Packers receivers aren't going to be great but I think they're going to be fine I think like it's going to be kind of the same kind of attack plan that the Chiefs had when they lost their superstar wide receiver where you know you go out and attack with a bunch of different guys and it's going to be um, kind of like, and I, this, this speaks to Casey as well. Um, and especially for fantasy purposes, it's going to be like new Orleans was like years before they got Michael Thomas, where it felt like every week drew Brees would pick a new receiver. And then he'd have like 150 yards. Like one week it was Colston. The next week it was like Lance Moore and it every was like Henderson. always a different guy. Yeah. It was going to be a different guy every single time. And I feel like that's how it's going to be in green Bay and Kansas city this year. That run game is going to be very good. I like that matchup against Minnesota, um, and I like Jair Alexander 
probably, you know, probably going to be shadowing Justin Jefferson for a little bit of that game, if not all of it, um, and slowing down that pass attack. I I know Devontae Wyatt has struggled a bit out of the gate in camp, um, but I, I love this defense. I, it's been said a hundred times, it's the best defense that Aaron Rodgers has had since that Super Bowl year. Um, I like them a lot this year. If I didn't have a different Super Bowl pick out of the NFC, they would probably be my team. And I would be fully prepared to be disappointed. But all right, let's roll in uh, to our next game on the docket. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs at the Arizona Cardinals, which should be a hell of a matchup here. And the spread for this game is KC minus six. And we have a spread alert. This is gonna be uh this is gonna be my spread alert game. Um, like I said in the group chat earlier, I liked it a lot more when it was minus four, obviously. Um, but I'm still cool with it. Minus six. Um Patrick Mahomes has never lost a game in a dome. Um this Chiefs offense is ready to go. They've got a whole bunch of pieces. I was just talking about it with Green Bay. They're going to attack you with everybody's gonna have three catches for 40 yards. And it's just going to be a whole bunch of that going on. Um, I think Travis Kelsey's going to have it. I know, Kane, you're not very hot. Wait, is it Andrews or Kelsey that you're not high on Kelsey, this year? Kelsey. It's Kelsey. <coughs> yeah. I know you're not very hot. Thank you. I, Thank you, man. Bless you. Yeah, man. Um, I, I think he's going to be as productive as ever because those targets, I know that some of them are going to go to MBS and some of them are going to go to Juju, but some of them are going to go to Travis Kelsey, dude, because at – Patrick Mahomes, that's that's his dude, man. It's not that's a volume issue for me. And it's an efficiency Aaron, issue for me. He's not going to be as effective, you know, in a new look offense without Tyreek Hill opening up the fucking field like 20, 30 more yards than it usually is. MVS is going to open up the field. MBS Dude, did you see the video? Uh, I forget what corner it was from the Eagles, but they were like, yeah, so um, – what happened? Like, you want to break that first uh, touchdown down for? They played the Dolphins, and Tyreek scored the first touchdown. They were like, "Hey, you want to like break down that first touchdown?" He was like, "Man, I just never seen someone that fast, bro." He's <laughs> like, "Like, I can't. Like, he's he's God given. Like, that's God given speed." And I was like, "Dude, like, yeah. I couldn't imagine." <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, you aren't kidding. But yeah. And then on the Arizona side of things, um, I like – like, I, I've never been a huge Kyler and or Arizona enthusiast. I think I think Kyler Murray's going to lead the league in passing this year because this defense is fucking atrocious. It's terrible. Their corners are terrible. Their pass rush is terrible. Their run stopping, terrible. It is awful. If they want to win any games this year, they're going to have to win – they're going to have to score 35 points a game – um, and I just, I don't see them doing that on this Kansas City defense. It, this feels like what might be the best defense that Patrick Mahomes has had since he got in the league. Uh, George Karloftis, Trent McDuffie, number 10 and number 11 on the PFF big board. I'm pretty sure they were both in our top 15. Got picked at, what, 20, 23 and 30? And they've looked great so far. Um, you bring in Justin Reed from, from, from Kane's Houston Texans. And I like the little I, chuckle I like that you got off there before you said City. that. You were like, I'm gonna have yeah. so much fun saying this. <laughs> like, fuck you. I can't wait to I can't <laughs> wait to tell this joke. 
Um, but yeah, I like Kansas City. It may or may not be my Super Bowl pick. I was just um, about to to say your your Super Bowl pick is starting their season in the stadium that they would win the Super Bowl in. Yeah. Um, just a little preview. And like I was saying, man, the Cardinals defense is fucking atrocious. I think the Chiefs are going to put up a lot of points. Uh, on Sunday, and that is why they are my no, Tyler. dude. But it's we got we got. I know, I know, I know. We gotta think. We gotta think of a specific jingle, and I'm gonna practice it. I'm gonna work on it. Fair enough. All right, you're and committed. We're gonna, we're gonna lab a jingle. We're gonna lab you're a jingle. You're committed up. then. And that is our. That is our. So you th- you think the Cardinals are gonna cover the spread, correct? No, he thinks the Chiefs are going to win by at least. Oh wow! So more than says. Okay, that's your spread alert. Okay, all right. Wow, you think they're going to? I like the Chiefs. Shit out of them. Jeez. I mean, I, I, I completely. It's going to be twenty-five plus. I, I, I reiterate everything that Jaden said. Um, I, I think that this Chiefs team is, believe it or not, underrated. Uh, this year, I think that everybody was hyping up the Chargers and the flashy move they made, and what the Raiders have done with bringing in Devontae Adams and. Russell Wilson now in Denver, and people are just forgetting about the Kansas blah, blah, City blah. Chiefs uh, being there. The team that has <laughs> people are forgetting about MVS. People are forgetting about the team that has hosted four straight AFC championships, returning their coach and what's on his way to be a Hall of Fame quarterback as well. Yeah, um, I, I love the Chiefs in this game. Mm. I think the defense will get enough stops. I think this is the highest over under of the week as well, at like fifty two or fifty three, and I expect it to be you know, a 35-17 type of game for the Chiefs. Even without even without yeah. um, DeAndre Hopkins for the first part of the year, this is still one of the most powerful electric offenses in the NFL. And this Kansas City defense has a lot of new faces on it, you know? Like, I mean, you don't... It's not the same old Chiefs defense, and we know that it takes them a little bit to get into it. Why... Got that look, man. My brother in Christ, my friend. What are you talking? Zach Ertz is probably team, out. I'm too. taking the Chiefs. The Andre Hopkins removed from this team. I'm taking the Chiefs' offense over the Cardinals' offense. Well, let's break it down position probably by position, dude. Even a thought. I mean, I'm not sold on James okay. Conner. Quarterback. Okay. Quarterback at Kansas City. I will give the Cardinals the edge at running back, even though he's a cancer patient. I'm probably going with the Chiefs wide receiver room. The Cardinals wide receiver room without Hopkins is thin as hell. Antoine Wesley's going to play snaps on Sunday. So is Hollywood it's Brown. Really Hollywood and Rondo. Yeah, it's Hollywood and Rondo Moore. Who's? But I would take Juju. Rondell, we have we have dude, yet to see what Rondo looks stat. like when he gets legitimate targets. I'm excited. Rondale Moore had a hundred and point four percent of his yards. Of for scrimmage were from he had like a hundred point four of his yards after what was it after behind the, the most scrimmage, confusing like statistic anyway of the point time. of it was almost shut <laughs> the fuck up the point of it was that he had so many targets behind the line of scrimmage that like hundred <laughs> he's still trying to throw out the I'll number like you're still trying to <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, give me Kansas City's wide receivers. Obviously, give me Kansas City's tight end. And give me Kansas City's O-line. Easy money. And then give me Kansas City's D. And give me Kansas City's coaching staff. Kansas City probably has the best coaching staff in the NFL, top to bottom. Where's Nate Tice at? Let me look up that fucking statistic. (laughs) 
I'm glad you got the uh, the Kane. You have you have the Chiefs winning the game, correct? Yeah, I do have the Chiefs winning the game. I 100.4 percent of his yards. I think the Cardinals. 100.4 percent. Okay, all right. Well, I appreciate you found the uh, found the stat. Shut the fuck up, Kane. Shut the fuck up, man. Okay. Fuck you. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's minus oh, six. Oh boys, dude. we're in week one, and there's already t- turmoil on the Blitz Pod. You got a lot. Oh yeah, dude. We're back into it. We're back into the the late night two o'clock two fifteen talk. That was an important. That was an important stat. No, I'm glad you got it off to us. Thank you. It, I I'm looking at it in a completely different perspective now. Um, but. This I you guys are really sleeping on the Cardinals offense. I know obviously I had them extremely high in my rankings, but I mean I'm with it. I would probably rank them a little lower now, but I mean top five isn't crazy. I mean James Conner could do fifteen touchdowns this year. Like Hollywood Brown could put up double digit touchdowns and more than twelve hundred yards this year. Rondell Moore could definitely put up more than a thousand yards this year. Zach Ertz could revert back to the form when he was one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. Kyler Murray, who's been an MVP candidate uh, at various times the past few years, could, you know, be an MVP this year. So, I don't, I I don't think I'm smoking crack. Tra- I don't think I'm smoking crack. I'm sorry. I don't think I'm smoking crack cocaine. I don't. I mean. I think, unfortunately, I think you are. <laughs> Fuck you, man. If all those things happen, they might be a top five offense. I'll say this too. It, it's becoming a trend nowadays in the NFL where you're putting who the receivers with their quarterback that they had in college. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen it now in Las Vegas with Devontae and Derek Carr, obviously in Cincinnati with Burrow and Chase. And now you've got Kyler back with Hollywood. So I think that that's becoming like a, a, a trend that I'm imagining is probably going to continue for years on out. Yeah. Jordan Addison, you are a Pittsburgh Steeler. <laughs> All right, let's move on to our next game, and that is a rematch of one of the best games that we had all year last year and one of the most interesting games because of the tie situation. One that probably took five years off Jaden's life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it is the Las Vegas Raiders with uh, some of their brand-new shiny toys, uh, one of them being Devontae motherfucking Adams, uh, going up against the Chargers, who are looking like a Super Bowl contender this year. May or may not be my Super Bowl pick. Uh, but yeah, they're facing off in what should be a barn burner. Uh, and I've got the Chargers, and it looks like we're all in unison on that, boys. Let's, shoot. Let's go ahead and uh, make our case, man. Tyler, go ahead. Yeah, the, the Raiders will have their crowd there. Um, you know, it's, once again, a Los Angeles team that isn't going to have a home field advantage. Who would have ever thought that? We literally saw it tonight with <laughs> the Bills. I'm not going to say that. That shit was crazy, man. Buffalo? Oh, man. Dude, no way. Well done on their part. But quick drive from Vegas down to Los Angeles uh, for this game for those Raiders fans or even up the coast from Oakland. Um, JC Jackson, I believe, is out of this game. So that is a little bit scary. There's going to be a lot of freaking points scored in this game. I just think the Chargers have got too much on both sides of the ball. Nobody, one person that nobody's really talking about is Khalil Mack. Uh, I mean, did we just forget about him as being one of the premier pass rushers in the in football? And now you put him in opposite of Joey Bosa. Do we also forget that he played for the Raiders at the beginning of his career, and there might be a little fire going on there? Yeah, might be, but yeah, I've got the Chargers. A little anger. I, I think the Chargers win this game by a touchdown. 
Um, I just think that they've got too much and they're, they're going to be able to stop the Raiders. And we talked about it with the Raiders and I'll pass it over to Jaden to, to highlight this even more, but this offensive line, I mean, Alex Leatherwood's I mean, gone and that might be addition by subtraction, but it's still just an absolutely dog shit line. Yeah, I mean it's it's really bad, and I I think an even worse problem might be the secondary, especially yeah. this week with, I mean obviously the offensive line against Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack is a fucking problem, but the secondary against Mike Williams and Keenan Allen is just as big of a problem. I mean you traded a ra- traded away Trayvon Mullen to the Arizona Cardinals that we were just talking about, um, and I mean he might be their second corner in Arizona. He could have played valuable snaps for you here in Vegas. They don't have anything in the secondary right now other than Nate Hobbs playing in the slot, so maybe he'll be able to guard one of those guys because Keenan Allen does usually operate from the slot. They they did trade for Rakuten. So Rakuten is there. I'm not going to say he's great, but, like, he's – once again, he's had his moments moments in Indianapolis. I'm not. I'm not saying. I think he's solid. I think he's serviceable as a cornerback, but I don't think he should be a number one. He can start. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, ideally, he's your three, but I. That's and that's my concern is that he is their one, and he's like far and away their one. Like there's there there's there there was no training camp battle for the number one cornerback spot. It was Rocky Sin. Rocky Sin is the only one that we Um, know to have played played quarterback at one point. Like. He is a cornerback that has yeah. his name on a jersey. They've got a bunch. They've got a bunch of converted line. They got Anthony Averitt's there. Out there in the corner. Mm. Yeah, well, that went. I got to watch that on a weekly basis. That <laughs> went real well last year. I do like. I do like their uh, their, their pick. Uh, the safety out of TCU. Uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, Morag. Morag yeah, is good. I, I do like it, him. It, he doesn't. He doesn't look as good because Javon Holland's in Miami and he's playing really well, but Morag is, is very good. Um, that was, I um, go to imagine that that was a Mayock pick and not a John Gruden pick. Um, but yeah, so it, it's kind of rough. Um, I do like Devontae Adams a lot this week, considering that the Chargers' biggest weakness last year was cornerback outside of um, Asante Samuel and what, Chris Harris for a little bit? didn't yeah like i don't know who that one dude was i think his name was like just showing something or michael something i know that those michael are two davis. very distinctly michael davis yeah i don't deshaun something might have been somebody else but michael davis was absolutely terrible last year and one of those guys is gonna have to guard Devonte adams mm. um Yummy. The other one's going to have to guard Hunter Renfro. Or you might see um, Bryce Callahan. So, and one of them's going to have to guard Darren Waller. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. And Darren Waller might have a contract done by the time that this is uh, by this is out. Because supposedly contract talks were heating up. Um, early. I was, it was either earlier today or last night. Um, but he's probably going to have a new contract here pretty soon. Um, and good for him. Because he's been like non-rookie contracts he's probably been the biggest bargain in the entire nfl as far as contracts go for the last i think he was only making like five four million a year something like that over the last couple years um so good for him for going out and getting his bag i think he's gonna get like 16 a year um but back to the matchup that's on sunday um I think it's going to be a really good game. It's going to be really entertaining to watch, but I think the charge come out on top. Fuck, yeah. Ditto. 
All right, let's move on to uh, the Sunday night football matchup. And that is a... What? It's 2-20. Yeah. Uh, but it is a rematch of the Thursday night football matchup from last year to start the season uh, when Dallas put up a shit ton of points on the Bucks. Uh, but this Tampa... Uh, yeah, that's that's how it happened, right? I'm not misremembering that. Didn't Dallas won that one? No, no, Tampa, yeah, won that game. Tampa won. Oh, Tampa, Tampa won. won. That, yeah, that was my first graphic, dude. I should remember Damn, that shit. 29 Didn't Dallas like miss a field goal or something at the end to win? I remember Tampa just being really impressed with Dallas. Yeah, because we like made fun of Zerline for like yeah. weeks. Yeah, because mm. he missed he missed a couple in that game, and I think Tampa kicked a game winning field goal after Dallas went down and scored. Then Tampa went down and kicked the game winning. Right. I just remember thinking that Dallas, like, everybody was really impressed with Dallas after that week one, you know? But, but yeah. Yeah. Well, then that was when Amari came out with 38 fantasy oh, yeah. points to start oh, the yep. year. Like, went absolutely yeah, berserk. Yeah, was supposed to be C.D. Lamb's breakout season. But, yeah, we got, uh, everybody except Tyler has the bucko stake in this one. Uh, but, Tyler, make your case, man. Um, I think that the Bucks have got a lot of question marks right now. You know, we don't know if Godwin's going to play. Looks like he probably will, but he's still listed as a game-time decision right now. Russell Gage, don't know if he's going to play. He's been limited with a hamstring injury as well. Uh, the offensive line has had their issues so far in training camp and the preseason uh, with injuries. I know it's Tom Brady. Tom Brady's come out come out flat in years past uh i remember the one year i think they were like two and two and everybody was freaking out after they lost to the lions on sunday night football um and i think you know nobody's really hyping up this dallas team i'm not as much hyping them up but i think first week they could get the bucks on a bit of a down point in the season to start the year uh, and i think they could capitalize on that opportunity they still got weapons on offense they still got a, a very solid offensive line i know the injury to tyron smith is is very big um, and, and then their defense. I mean, Micah Parsons might be the defensive player of the year when it's all said and done. Uh, and he's an absolute freak. So I, Trayvon Diggs is still there. Um, Vander Esch, I believe, is still there as well. Uh, I, I just I like the home field advantage in this game on Sunday Night Football. Uh, so that's why I'm going with the Cowboys. I'm not like 100% sold on it. You know, somebody could probably swing me and convince me maybe the Bucks win, especially with that front seven. Mm. But for right now, I'm going with the, the Cowboys at home. I can already see Micah Parsons breaking through like three or four times, dude, and getting some good hits. On I think I I I think there's a realistic possibility that at the end of this season, and or uh, let me be careful with how I want to word this. I think there's a realistic possibility that at the end of the season, outside of Aaron Donald, Micah Parsons could be the best defensive player in the NFL. Like he is that fucking. And good. he can do it in mul in a like multitude can, of ways. Yeah, he. I mean, he could do that as he could be that as an off-ball linebacker, and he could probably be that as a pass rusher too. Like he's that fucking special. He's really, really good. Yeah, and he will have a knack of getting through on that front seven, which is, oh, Jesus, something. It's which, what's what's your guys' take on why you guys like the Bucks in this game? Yeah, I mean, I I had a feeling. Yeah, Brady for sure, and I. I also, Dallas, I mean, they don't have Amari Cooper anymore. Yeah, and Dallas, like, dude. Dallas's offensive yes. line. Tyler Smith's playing yes. left tackle. Tyler Smith, if he if he was going to play tackle and was solely going to play tackle, like right out of the gate, with no guidance, probably would have been like a third-round pick. He is such a raw prospect. 
even as a guard, he, he's raw for a guard. And then to put him at tackle without any stability, really on either side, because you don't have Leo Collins on that side either anymore. It's it's not good. It's it's going to be ugly. Um, and if he gets Shaq Barrett all game, that Dallas fans are in for a long, long yeah. day. You also don't have you don't have a Mark Cooper anymore. Uh, you got C.D. Lamb supposedly supposed to be the number one guy, but James Washington is banged up. Michael Gallup supposed to be the number two, but he's coming off of an injury. And uh, Jalen Tol- Tolbert. Yeah, Jalen Tolbert. He could be a dog. He could be a dog up there. But I mean, he's gonna have to produce because they also lost Cedric Wilson this offseason too. Yeah, no, yeah, he went to Miami, right? Yeah. Yep. But yep, I think he's the third in Miami. Definitely, Dalton Schultz is still there, so they still got some weapons. Do you think we get uh, the Mike McCarthy firing uh, talks this early after Dallas loses this one? No, not this yeah, early. Give like, it a give it a couple weeks though. Yeah, let's let's. It, it it's so rare to see coaches fired midseason anymore, unless it's like an Urban Meyer situation, or a Cowboys situation. Um, well, also you have to remember that they're in the NFC A and B. There's that extra playoff spot, so there's seven teams that can make a playoff. So it's so hard to be quote unquote out of the playoff race. Um, so I I think that you're gonna at least see him halfway through the year at the least. Maybe then you'll have those talks. They've got Tampa, Cincy, New York, Washington. Los Angeles, Philly, Detroit, Chicago bye week. So they could be four and four going into that bye, and I don't think that they'd fire him. Now, if they were like one and seven, that would be yeah, that would be a fireable offense. Hmm. Well, we're going to see it play out as we roll on to the last primetime game that we have, and that is the Denver Broncos, led by Les- Mr. Let's Ride himself, Russell Wilson, headed back to. Seattle, for the first time. Uh, but yeah, I, it's kind of awesome that we're getting uh, Russell Wilson's return to Seattle in the first game of the season. Uh, but I think we're all rocking Denver, and it's not too close. Blitz country, let's ride. Um, yeah, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going with the the Broncos in this game. There's a part of me that wants to take Seattle just for the you know the the revenge aspect. Um, but this Seattle team is going to be one of the worst in football. I mean, this mm. defense is pretty putrid, to put it lightly. Uh, I know DK is still there. I personally, from my fantasy perspective, am expecting very big things from Mr. Rashad Penny. I'm hoping he picks up off of right where he left off, which was in the final seven weeks of the fantasy season. He, not Jonathan Taylor, not Cooper Cup, had the most fantasy points the last seven weeks of the season. Um, so I'm hoping that that's a very bright spot for this Seattle offense. You're starting Geno Smith. Not really high on that. Offensive line's got a ton of question marks as well. Just not a lot going right in, in Seattle right now. Um, Denver, you know, they're going to be pretty much more explosive this year than they've been in years past. Uh, expecting a guy to make a big jump for them, and it's not a receiver, and that's Mr. Javante Williams. I expect him to my opinion, be a top five fantasy back this year. Yes, you heard that. He's going to finally take Melvin Gordon and bury him 18 feet under the ground and get rid of him. I would um, love nothing will, more. You want you want to you want to read into all the BS about how there's going to be a timeshare or it's going to be a 50-50 split or we're going to ride with the hot hand bullshit. You're going to go with the better back, and that's Javante Williams. I do think Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton Melvin. are going to be very good as well. Uh, I think they're obviously going to benefit from Russell Wilson, and I think they're going to eat these Seattle corners alive oh. in, the, in in this week one game. Oh, yeah, 
Jade? Yeah. What do you got to say, Jaden, about Mr. Mr. Javante Williams? I'm ready to hear this take uh, to see how Melvin Gordon is going to resurrect himself and become well, great again. I will say, before Jaden uh, finishes chewing, um, if they had an option not to bring Melvin Gordon back, like if they felt that Javante was going to be a bell cow back this year, like, and then all of a sudden, randomly, it's like, oh, the Broncos re-signed Melvin Gordon out of fucking nowhere for no reason at all. But, I mean, obviously they see something in him. They're going to use him. They paid him. It's like, I mean, they had the option to put him fucking six feet under, and they didn't do it. So, I mean. Well, I think they'd rather have him as, as your backup than Mike Boone. You don't pay. You don't pay. What yeah. would they give my, uh, Melvin Gordon? You don't. That's not backup running back money. That's timeshare running back money. Jaden? Let's look up Melvin yeah. Gordon's contract. I, 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 no. I, just, I just have a little... I have, I have, for some reason, I feel like Melvin Gordon's going to end up... Like, there'll be games where he might outplay Javante Williams. Like, I know that, like, yeah, that's what everybody... You would think that the way Javante Williams played last year, that he was perfect, but he wasn't, you know, because if he was... If he wasn't perfect, or if he was perfect, he would have probably won the starting job away, and they probably would have went and signed somebody different and somebody that wouldn't be on Javante Williams' ass all year. I mean, um, how can you be that good in a Drew Lock led offense? Now that you've got a quarterback that's going to open up the run for a running back that is better than your yeah, other but how, back. how how good can you be as somebody like I know he can catch the football, but he's not like Christian McCaffrey. When you have Russell Wilson, like, I, I just don't know if Russell Wilson can support Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy and Javante Williams all at the same time anymore. I don't. So it's a Russell Wilson question. Okay. I think it, it might be more. Of a, I think it's, it's a similar question that, that, that we're having in Cincinnati, which is, you know, with Chase, obviously to a lesser extent yeah. with Chase and it's, yeah, I was about to say it's mm -hmm. a lot lesser alright boys what, what what about real quick yeah. with this Broncos team what do you guys feel about their defense because I think that they've still got some question marks on this defense that need to get resolved they and I think this is this is a do. huge um, talk about a a, a, uh, a marquee year for a player Bradley Chubb mm -hmm. this has got to be a year where he produces oh, yeah. he's got to do it because now. if not He's not going to get anywhere near the contract that he wants. I'm a I'm a huge Pat Sertain yeah, I think uh, he's guy. I loved him coming out. He was my number one corner coming out. Um, I think that he could emerge into the top seven to eight corners if he's not already there this year. Um, but it's going to be the guys around him. Um, the cornerback room around him is average. Um Justin Simmons is obviously fantastic, but like you said, um, Bradley Chubb needs to prove it. I think Randy Gregory needs yeah. to prove it, dude. I was, like, shocked as all hell when he got that contract. I didn't think he was that fucking good. Um, so he needs to go out and prove his Another worth Another classic John Elway bad, um, bad contract. This, like, yeah. Um, and this linebacker duo, uh, Josie Jewell, and I'm blanking on the other guy's Jonas name. Griffith. Probably the worst linebacker. Yeah, Jonas Griffith. Worst linebacker duo in the NFL, and it might not even be close. Um, so, if you know, if there is a position you want to be weak at, it's probably that. But 
you still need that to d- help defend the run. Um, and it's not like you've got a Shelby Harris in there to uh, help eat that middle up anymore. So defense definitely has some questions. Um, there's a reason why, and obviously that reason is the division that is the AFC West, but there's a reason why a team that's been waiting for this quarterback for so long and, you know, they had won this many games with Drew Locke and now they've got Russell Wilson and nobody cares because there there are still question marks on this roster. Yeah, the secondary is definitely a bright spot. Pat Sertain, they did bring in Darby. I'm not all that sold on yeah. Darby is what he is. Actually, fun fact, I met that guy when he was looking at schools and I was pissed drunk trying to tell him to come to Maryland. And then obviously he didn't come because I was that drunk idiot telling him, hey, come to Maryland. I was going to go to Maryland, homecoming. but I met this fucking dumbass, yeah. dude. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was pretty it was freshman year. If I ever oh, saw him gosh. on campus, I just want to leave. Um, But him and then Pat Sertain on the other side and then Kareem Jackson and Justin Simmons. I mean, that's definitely a, a very strong four um in 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 the secondary so i think that that's a, a, Dude, a bright spot for sure how old how old does that make you oh, feel don't even that start. you were trying to convince a high schooler to come to maryland and now he's like an nfl vet that's been like passed around multiple times so now. the other day um i was watching some tennis and francis tiafu who's from college park is now in the semifinals and it's the first time that a male U.S. male has made the semifinals in the U.S. Open since 2006. And I was like, that was 16 years ago. 2006, you say that, and it's like, okay, that's not that long. That was 16 years ago. That's when I was like, man, I'm old. And then I'm looking at these pictures from like 10 years ago, and I'm like, dude, I was a sophomore in college. So, yeah, you want to talk about feeling old? I'm, I've definitely been feeling it over pretty much ever since my birthday. I was like, all right, I'm 29. Oof. Holy moly, I've got one year till I'm 30. Yeah. Almost, and this is, this is almost scary. Almost about to fall yeah, off that cliff, no, buddy. I know, okay. I know. So, yes. I, it, it's hit me probably the past two months for sure. Jesus Christ. But, all right, boys. Well, football is fucking back, dude. Feels good, and we were so excited about it that we talked about it for uh, three hours after the game, which I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah, that's that's what we. And did. we didn't even get to uh, to some stuff that we're gonna discuss uh, next episode. Yeah, we like the entire second half that we planned. Yeah, we had to scrap because we didn't exactly. have enough time, just, which is fine. Yeah, gives us more to talk about uh, next episode. We'll have a jam-packed episode breaking down week one, and then we'll go into uh, some of our superlatives uh, for, for our predictions for the season. Um, but, boys, we're back. Mm-hmm. We are so back, and it feels so good. We've waited so long, and now the fun really begins. Yeah. The, the late nights on Thursdays and Mondays, or Thursday and Sundays, it's it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Fantasy season's kicking into gear. Obviously, we'll be going through starts and stits. Definitely, viewers, check out TikTok. We're going to be posting a lot more on TikTok this season. Uh, betting analysis, probably going to have some injury updates. Might even do a start and sit segment. So be on the lookout for that. But, yeah, boys, fired up. I'm juiced up. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't send it off any better than that. Uh, football's back. Fuck yeah, dude. One o'clock on Sunday. We're going to have every team playing on that day except on monday night but yeah you know what i'm saying sunday night football is back yeah the teams will play tonight. i was playing the uh, sunday night football theme earlier just for shits and giggles you know it's that time of year but all right with that we'll sign off we'll catch you next week enjoy your first fucking week of football boys
We'll catch you. Peace.